1: and talented and good friend of the band, Jim Fannin.
0: Hmm? All right, Stereo Sunrise. Thanks for coming out, guys. Watching the Jim Fannin Show, give it up for those guys. And we have a stream online, a live stream, a little Facebook live going on a little bit here. Thanks to Chris Curry. He's the owner and operator here at Sessions on the River. And I should remember to get right up on the microphone as I tell my guests to come up as well. So we started a little series. I've been off there for a couple years, started this little series up last month had a few uh, friends of mine, actually, the former commissioner of uh, the Ontario environment. Gordon Miller was here, Greg Vesna, and the leader of the Green Party of Ontario. As I turn my mic down, turn your phone down. There we go. We brought 21 bands out, we went on the hour, it was very cool, I've developed a really good relationship with a lot of local music in town here, and this is our greatest natural resource, human capital, our musical talent. So we have been off the air for a little while, Um, everyone still thinks I'm on the air, and they say, oh, how's the radio show going? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I got fired two years ago. But I've been around, I've been doing some real estate, I've been doing some... uh, It seems like every election that comes in, I decide to run for it. I ran for mayor a couple years ago, and then last year we did the federal campaign under the Green Party banner. I've been running under the Green Party banner since 1993, so a little bit about me, and then we'll get to our guests. Uh, So we did a kind of a higher-level show uh, last month. We talked regional politics. We talked PSWs. Uh, We talk provincial and federal politics. I've seen a higher tier of subjects. And this time around, I want to do all municipal, regional, uh, closer to home, because I think that's the most important place that you can sit as an elected official. And so thank you. I I had to build a list. I built the email list, so now I can contact you guys with one click. 125 elected officials and 12 clerks, I think, comes out to something. I don't know. My list is 140. I don't know how I got there. Maybe somebody's on there twice. (laughs) Thank you to the people that did respond with declining. I know it's busy. I didn't give you a whole lot of notice. And thank you for the people that showed up. We'll get to them in a minute. But I want to call it the ones that said they were coming and didn't come. Mike Britton, Sandy Annunziati, you putzes. You elected pieces of... Officials. Anyway, so no thanks to you guys. Absolutely no props to Sandy A unless you're on the road right now. Get your fat ass down here, you football playing piece of work. And Mike Britton, the hell, man. You give me a commitment. So Rob Forster's here. Foster. I should get my guest name. It says Forster here, man. I took the wrong notes. Foster is here, he's the deputy mayor for Lincoln, elected counselor in Lincoln, so we can talk some local issues there, but mostly we're going to talk about, I don't know, regional stuff, how the province just shoved down the elected chair down our throat. They don't even kiss before they give us penetration. So we bend over, they say how hard, and then we just take it. So yeah, lots of fun. So we're going to talk a little bit of regional politics, municipal politics. Our breaks will be covered by these studs here uh local band got a lot of time for fell in love with your last ep it's too short five songs is not enough for me to fall in love with and now it's out of my deck i need some new songs from you guys stereo sunrises in the house you guys will have a short session with you guys at the end of this we're going to broadcast live till six o'clock and then chris are we bringing them up at six we're taking a break they're going live at six thirty for an hour or I can't remember. The links are on <laughs> live stream. So after we're done the show, at 6 o'clock. We're coming back with Stereo Sunrise, and they will play a full set, and then we'll have a 15-minute interview with them uh, as well. So Gary Burroughs is in the house. Thank you very much, Gary, for coming out. Gary's a longtime elected regional official, was the Lord Mayor in Niagara Lake for a long time, now sits as the... Um, Niagara Lakes regional official at the region so Gary Burrows is going to come up in a second and Selena Volpatti so thanks to you guys that have a 140 email we actually got a couple people actually made it out here today it's not the greatest day you know Fort Erie is not the end of the earth I mean well in Toronto you, you don't get anywhere in 25 minutes all this you get across the region in 25 minutes so I do appreciate you guys coming out uh, so Stereo Sunrise is our musical sponsor today. And uh, so I I did this out of a... We're certainly not making any money at this. Thanks for Chris Curry for picking up the, the fees for actually doing this right here. But uh, some of you guys I might be hitting up later. If there is, you know... Um, Support from the community. I think this is something that we can continue with. And I think it's most important that we get these local bands some airtime. And not only give them some airtime, in a recording studio with a liquor license. Let me buy you guys a drink. Um, You can get them in here, do some new music. So I think it's so important. Yeah, people don't care that much about our shitty political takes. I mean, yours more than mine probably because you're elected. Maybe mine more so. I don't know. It depends who you're talking to. But I think that we can make... Progress with a good, honest conversation that's constructive and not, um, you know, attacking the person but the issues. So, uh, I saw a role for myself. There's not a lot of people talking about the issues that I want to talk about in today's media where I'm from in Niagara. So, I'm hoping to fill a gap. So, if there is a hunger for that gap to be filled in Niagara, we'll continue it. Um, And so, yeah, I might be knocking on your doors for the people that have come out and supported us before. So, with all that said, we'll bring Gary Burroughs up next. Thank you very much. Gary Burroughs is, yeah, any way you want to get here. Gary, yeah, sure. Gary thought it was a radio show, so he didn't check the closet before he left. Oh, you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary, thank you so much for coming on. My I appreciate pleasure. it. Don't mind getting right up on that mic there. We'll adjust it okay. for you if you need it. Um, first of all, thank you for coming on. Former, My pleasure. Regional, former regional chair. We talked a little bit about politics back in the day. Um, I talked to one of the elected regional councillors. Well, he wasn't actually elected. <laughs> Kelly Edgar, who took Alan Castlin's place when Alan Castlin Castlin was appointed by the council as chair. Man, is that when Walter tried to slide through the first attempt at double direct? He didn't want the next guy coming up because why? He was isn't. Have we figured out, forget Walter, whether he's a liberal or a conservative, we haven't figured that out, but (coughs) it seemed the resistance to having and I'm the Democrat, I'm the Green Party guy. I'm the guy that says, no, no, the next guy in line, we don't need a by-election again. We just had an election. We've done this before. You don't go to the community and just appoint someone. Hey, remember, we're we're scared that that was going to happen, that somebody that didn't even run was going to get appointed. Kelly said to me, I said to him. I interviewed him on the phone. I mean, um, I recorded the conversation. We're not going to play that, and you know, paraphrasing obviously. But I said, "Do you have anything else to say?" And he said, "Like, what have you learned now that you're at the big, you know, at the big table?" He says, "Well, I can't believe how politics, partisan politics, has come into play both municipally and regionally." Hey, I know the developers are in the pocket of the odd politician here and there. I know that, you know bombs get greased I don't know I've never seen it exactly but it stands to re- we have these claims all the way up we're going to talk about the AMO you know uh, you know I throw some hope into that but the OMB you know who sits on these boards there's no city councillors there's all developers and anyway I'm rambling you are uh, we I'm did we <laughs> <enjoying it. laughs> <laughs> got three hours to fill I going to keep going <laughs> only 10 minutes in his remark was, you know, it's really handcuffed us and I can't understand how we get past the partisan politics of it's liberals. And we talked about you. You were kind of associated with that liberal regime of the, you know, the McMullins, Zimmerman, Burroughs and a couple staff members that are gone since your regime was in there too. Now it's all blue. We that's got f- Kaslin. Hey, that's what got me blocked from Kaslin's uh, Facebook account. You know, I, I, this is my favorite thing, right? Getting blocked by the, you know, the next mayor or whoever, right? So why is it when Jimmy Fannin says, well, we all know Caslin's going to be the chair. It's no freaking secret. But when I say it on Twitter, that's enough to get you blocked. So it's no secret. Everyone knows because the Dykstra slate came in. Everyone that Rick supported, one guy, missed. Everyone else got elected. So now we've seen the tide turn. Now we have a blue guy at the head of the table. And I was really surprised to hear Kelly, a, a newbie, a new fight for the most part, never elected before, I think he's run before, say, you know, I'm disappointed by that. Now, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but now the, gov- the Ontario government, who is God, did we hear? Tells us that we have to have an elected chair. And I see a whole bunch of politicians going out there and saying, oh, yeah, democracy, elected chair. And these are the same fucking people that are saying government's too big. Elections are too big. They're too expensive. So now you're going to create a whole new, uh, yeah, a whole new space of election with a whole new budget instead of, yeah, there's a little bit of backroom dealings. I'm sure that, you know, you got to, you don't just become chair without lobbying for it, without running and getting support. I don't know anything about that. I just know that I think I prefer it. You got, I, I prefer to let my elected politicians figure out who's going to be the deal maker, who's going to be the glue that brings them together. Because if you don't have an effective chair, and you know, I considered you effective, sometimes not so much. We, You know, you lose control sometimes, right? I mean, you, you can't. I don't know how you keep these guys in line, especially when there's guys like, oh, Andy Petrowski did decline, but uh, he was supposed to be on my monologue. Anyways, Gary Burroughs talk to me a little bit about the, how you see the colors, the partisanship, and a little bit about the selected chair of business and what your thoughts well, are. Well,
2: I'm glad to get the opportunity to speak. I wasn't sure whether this whole thing was going to be you. Um, but uh, oh, I I think uh, politics, uh, certainly locally, being municipal and regional, has changed. Um Over, I've been in it now 15 years, and uh, it really, I'm sure your friends help you get elected, but it was never partisan uh, to that extent. Um, Certainly in my campaign, I had, uh, in my mayor campaigns, I had uh, strong conservatives and liberals uh, trying to get me elected as mayor, so that didn't happen. It did start to happen when I ran for regional chair um, because the people that I respected that I had worked with um, happened to be liberal. Uh, so
0: how do you run for chair? First you get elected.
2: Well, first you get elected, and then uh, what I did, and I'm sure this doesn't happen anymore. This, I'm just telling you how I did it. Uh, I got my list, Um and uh, of all thirty counselors and went and f- phoned everyone, met the ones I could meet for coffee, and uh, went over what I intended to do, and uh, and asked for their support. Some of them were uh, um, very supportive in in the meetings. Uh, but not so much when it came to the voting. So I, I learned I learned a lot. <laughs> I've been there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but, so like uh, a little bit so less cheering. So partisan a um, politics has got, uh, it became local, uh, being municipal in the last election in many of the uh, municipalities of our 12. Um, there was a concerted effort to get certain people in that would be useful uh, down the road. And uh, and certainly as, as we now move to an elected chair, uh, that position is almost going to be untenable for, I was going to say 99, but it's 99.9% of the people of the region because it's a vast area. We are different than uh, the other uh, regions, the other two that have it. Um, because uh, uh, we have 12 municipalities, and we're all pretty independent, and we like it that way. Uh, Even with, I come from Niagara-on-the-Lake, and and, uh, even in Niagara-on-the-Lake, we have five communities, and not one of them want to live in another part of their own community. So that's a pride that I think is so strong in Niagara, and I think it's a great thing. So to try and go out and harness, to go around, I would assume the budget, uh, when it's calculated based on the population, will be over, well over half million dollars. And I would suggest <coughs> that it's very unlike I, I know what I spent to get elected chair. Uh, zero. <laughs> um, because I was working with 30 people that I knew that had been elected, newly elected as well. Um, But it wasn't a matter of traveling, signage. There was no signage. Um, It was just uh, locally done at the region. So I think there's some negatives. People believe that they should have the right to vote, and I understand that right, but they've had the right to vote for their representative, first of all, and then trust the person that they've elected to actually uh, uh, pick the right person. Appoint or, or elect within their own chair. And right. So they're they're elected either way.
0: I guess in similar fashion, the mayors are appointed to the region in a similar way. They're not elected to the region. No. They're elected as mayors.
2: That's correct. And so
0: there's many that would say, and there's not another region that does this, dual direct, double direct, double duty, whatever you want to call it, or at large or wards or whatever, that has... A regional council without mayors right. but from what I understand having the mayors isn't doing us any good there as much from the standpoint that you are very uh, you're taking care of your own backyard well, and uh, you know, know I,
2: I know I've heard that the comment you're making uh, uh, many times I was uh, the mayor in Niagara Lake for 10 years and I honestly believe that I took knowledge from Niagara and the lake to share with the regional counselors not to well a a community as small as ours wouldn't have the power to sway anybody else anyway but at least i had the knowledge of what was going on locally to take it to the regional level so i don't believe that there was uh, i thought i was useful on regional council at that time
0: right now we talked about it you know just getting shoved down our throat from the from god to yeah, the, the province. That, that I don't you, like. Right, and way. I will give it to Walter. I'd like to give it to Walter. but I will give Walter props from the standpoint that I love it. Yeah, that's true. He's never been here before, have you? The, uh, the slipperiness of trying to slip in dual direct there because it's taken some sovereignty back from the province. I love the fact that despite the fact that he didn't do the Democratic thing and say, yes, we support Kelly Edgar. Let's try and shove... Matt Harris through. Oh, come on. Did that really happen? I actually, I just read the whole article. I'm like, Oh wow. They did try and slip in Matt. That's not, but I will give them props from the standpoint that that is taking a little bit of control back from the province. I think we need to do that as much as possible wherever we can, because distant governments don't know what's good for Niagara Lake. Don't know what's good for Lincoln mm-hmm. for Wayne fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, distant governments in Ottawa, at Queen's Park, or at the region, the region is becoming a distant government. And so I'm a decentralization kind of guy. I think that the people closest to the problem should have the power through legislation and the resources, in other words, the funds, the money to remedy that problem regionally or municipally. Because when the province starts telling us how to Spray pesticides or not, or have bands play past eleven o 'clock it never it never ends up good so i 'm a decentralization guy. If I had it my way, and you may have heard this through many of my campaigns that I have run, I dissolve the region as a governance body and make them a service provider. They can buy in bulk they can manage our uh, waste contract waste contracts uh, water, negotiate waste, water, wa- water wastewater. we 've got some maybe they want to take on fire. Whoa, the police is a whole half a billion dollars for the police budget? Seriously, it's 500 million, by, four cents of every, wow. So we could do some things differently there. I'm not sure this whole double direct thing concerns me a whole great deal and I'm glad it was referred or deferred or whatever you call that because I don't see how it makes my life better these same politicians that are screaming for more democracy that want to see an elected chair say that, oh, we can make it better this way. But, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, and I, thanks to George Dart, now we've got a you know, a, I hope we have a proper public debate where city and regional officials can go to and fro. And I'm not sure this is realistic for George. I'm glad they deferred it, though, to, to accommodate give them this. An opportunity. But please, Walter, don't go on the radio and call George ignorant. And he doesn't confuse... He doesn't understand. Ten times inside of ten minutes, he insulted this man. And that's what you get in the region if you dis, if you disagree with this guy.
2: Okay? Well, I've experienced firsthand... Luckily, you're not asking for comment, so I'm <laughs> glad about that. <laughs>
0: so, and he declined to come on the show, and that's fine. Uh, I got no time for that in politics. When you sit at the region, I want you to do what's best for the region. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be myopic from the standpoint that you get the short-term uh, vision. Uh, so... Props to him for trying to slip it through. I'm not sure how it makes my life better. And I think it's the thin edge of the one Niagara wedge, which I don't think you're in support of. And we'll talk to Selena and Rob later about that. The one Niagara wedge pisses me off because first, the triple majority is never going to fly for a one Niagara because the Niagara lakes and the, and the wing fleets and the Ford Eries, I don't know what type of sales job that takes to get them to say, Oh Yeah. And we'll get our councils to say that too. So I don't want to spend two terms talking about governance issues that will never pass a triple majority. And now we're seeing it with double direct. So as we waste time with our homeless, with a transit system that's failing our Niagara residents, taxes going through the roof, one of your pet peeves, uh, everyone's got their pet peeve. But as we fritter away... With the issues that really matter, we got these clowns bringing us double direct, and you know that it'll be the one Niagara conversation right right along after that. But
2: one of the things about uh, the deferral last Thursday, and I voted for the deferral, uh, I'm not sure that was the right move. Uh, I think uh, if we'd had the vote, it may have been no. And Mm -hmm. uh, after all, the provinces already told us that in 2018... They don't need to get permission, nor a triple majority. Uh, They can just decide on their own at the local level uh, how they're going to elect their own representatives to regional council.
0: That's something I didn't know. That was in part of the package that came in with the directly elected chair. That's still going to pass the AMO, no? Or is the province God on that? The uh, the municipal area, the AMO still got a rubber stamp? the No? Changes, no, the they, changes come
2: uh, down. That AMO is so. a fabulous organization, but it's primarily advising and advocating for certain positions. They don't need, and there is an agreement between AMO and the province that they won't do what they just did. Uh, they won't uh, uh, have this. Uh, um, direction with the the chair for example without going to amo and saying we're about to do this right. okay. that didn't happen my understanding and I'm sure you can, it didn't happen um that isn't part of but that's their role advocacy and and really useful debate um when we were dealing with the police and and all of that amo played a huge role in that we didn't get anywhere, but uh, mm-hmm. played a huge role.
0: Now, tell me, which way did you vote on the CEO? Just, were you a yes on DeAngelo for CEO?
2: Was that a poll vote?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was recorded vote.
2: Was I there? Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: I wasn't wow. there. Okay,
2: so it would have been no.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I guess there's really no uh, take we can go down that road on. Um, because, I mean, he's a man. He is the man. Yeah, For now. absolutely. No, For now. That's right. I'm Jim Fannin. We're live on Sessions on the River. Stereo Sunrise is our guest today. Gary Burroughs is my first victim on the <laughs> stage as far as uh, the interview goes. Thank you, Gary. We'll get back to you in a little bit. Stereo Sunrise is going to play the commercials for us. Instead of commercials, instead of me going out and hustling sponsors, I just uh, I pick up bars and bands late at night. And I get drunk and I go pick up bands and handsome boys and all that kind of stuff. And as I pop my peas and bounce my B's off my microphone... Selena Volpatti going to come up as well. Rob Foster. Is it misspelled on your website? Because I think I cut and paste. Uh, Gary Burroughs is in the house. Tommy is locked in the uh, booth. Chris Chris Murray. Chris Curry was <laughs> also associated with a bad, bad man. You know there's another bad man called Chris Curry in Niagara. You probably know that already. Chris Curry's owner of Sessions on the River. I'm Jim Fannin. Stereo Sunrise is going to play a couple of ditties first. We're going to come back with Selena Valpatti and Rob Foster. I'm Jim Fannin. We're live from Sessions on the River. Stereo Sunrise, take it away. Thanks very much. <laughs> So You're running the board. We're live from Sessions on the River today. I'll feed you guys some Chinese food, too, from down the street. You know we got great Chinese in Fort Erie, eh? Chris is ordering, so we'll figure out. He knows where it's at. I'm Jim Fannin. Today is the second show that we've decided to do from Session on the River. We're always going to be featuring our local artists... And our local politician, Selena Volpatti, is my next guest It's going to come up. Selena, thanks for the time. I know uh, it's not a great drive-in today on the QEW. It wasn't pretty. No. Let's see if we can just get you a better spot here. I'm going to put you right here. Thank you. Just a little bit over there. So, Not so much in the back of my head.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: I've never had you on the show before. No, you you're haven't. You're one of the politicians I've I don't I know why that now, is. I know you better than you know me, probably, because I watch you on TV all the time.
3: Oh, that's a real treat, I'm yeah. sure.
0: And i got a lot of time for a woman with a good handshake and power. And there you, you go. Uh, you've been a force of the region. You've been around, what? Is second term? Second term. So I don't want to say a long time, but you're no rookie anymore.
3: No, I'm not a rookie. Um, do I look like a rookie?
0: No. Uh, oh, no, good. you uh, And you know the issues. You don't look at, like a rookie at, uh, at the board table either. So I appreciate that. Thanks for coming out today. So we talked a little bit off air. We talked a little bit about, as you refer to, God. I'm not so sure about that. But the province coming down, saying we're going to have an elected chair. That was unexpected, I think. Truly
3: unexpected.
0: And I always think that the province is going to come down with something unexpected like term limits, like whatever, and as much as the Municipal Act needs an update, I don't like it when a higher level of government tells me what I can do in my own backyard, and so Gary and I talked about decentralization. It's dictatorial. Right, now, what's your take on elected chair? I don't know that we've even, it's even a conversation that's worth having now if it's just going to be rammed down our throat, but... Well, I
3: think it'll be part of it, now I'm the, omnibus bill, and we won't have any input whatsoever. Right. However, what I'd like to say is the Americans don't elect their president by popular vote, as we've just seen. Mm. The electrical, uh, Electoral College elects him. Right. Our Prime Minister is not elected by popular vote, and I don't see any reason why the regional chair should be elected by popular vote. Well,
0: and it creates a disconnect, I think, too, because it's going to be a huge campaign, a lot of money involved, and then I don't see how a chair comes from any other region other than the big three, Niagara Falls, well, in the St. Catharines, or someone that's difficult. got enough money. Very
3: difficult. Very difficult for sure.
0: And so you either need somebody that's very well known and connected, or somebody that's got a lot of money, or that can raise a lot of money. And I'm not sure that that is really what we need. I kind of, I'm kind of, well, I'm okay with the status quo, as much as I'm not a status quo guy. I think having these conversations about governance, about dual double duty, whatever we call it, about elected chairs, about a one Niagara, is such a waste of time. As people go hungry, as people go homeless, as our jobs
3: we have no flow housing
0: area. You sit on the housing board. You mm-hmm. also sit on the uh, the Burgoyne Bridge. I do. Task force is it? Is that yes? I'm the chair. Okay, so we can speak to those. Knowledgeably.
3: But um, let me speak first to um, what you just suggested. Um, as Bob Gale says, and I work very well with Bob at the region. He's from Niagara Falls as well, and I mm-hmm. represent Niagara Falls. As he says, he'll spend half a million dollars. He'll be elected chair every time.
0: Wow. <laughs> I love Bob Gale. So um, do I. You know what? And, I and don't he's know right Bob on that, the money. I don't know Bob that well, but when he went and blew up the NPC, no, the... NPC? Yeah, Yeah, NPC. You got the NPCA, NPC, NBR, MB. NB. Uh, I had a lot of time for that. I, the old boys' network has never worked for me. Maybe because I'm not in it. I don't know. Maybe it's a really right. comfy gig if you're there, but I've never been that guy. So it's easy for me to hate on it. Uh, but I had a lot of time for that. Uh, and also, he took my call before he was elected. And he met with me at Tim Hortons. And we talked for about an hour and just as real as it gets, there's no bullshit about Bob nope, and you strange. really know who where he stands. And he had no bones saying, you know what, this guy screwed me. And you know, it's just, you know, or, it's just, he was so real. He was, you know, easy to like as a guy's guy. And um, you know, I don't agree with everything he's done since he was elected, but I can't say that for anyone that's up there.
4: No, exactly. But
0: I think he's uh, done, a, done a good job for his rookie campaign, but that's a great quote from someone that shows how we could how we could be stuck with a with a, well not stuck but stuck with a guy that has got the money to run. Now I know in other parts of the world, Ontario, sometimes the appointed chair that uh, didn't run or was a failed mayoral candidate. I can't remember where it is in Waterloo or something like that. The failed mayoral candidate has been chair for. Two decades.
3: Right. He and, was just
0: the great he was just a great guy for the job. So. Right.
3: and that could have happened in Niagara before twenty ten. However, in twenty ten we changed that rule, so you have to be an elected member of council to be considered, right. considered for chair. That's so we've idea. taken care of that. But I wanna argue with you about something, and that is It is not political at the Regional Council. It certainly isn't. It was political. It was all liberal before. Uh, But now we have a change and nobody likes it. But let me tell you this. I make no secret of the fact I'm a liberal. Have been for years. Ran against Bart Maves in 1999. Lost by less than a thousand votes. In 2010, I nominated Bart as the chair against Gary Burroughs. Gary is a liberal. Bart is a conservative. I'm a liberal. That means nothing to me Mm. at that level of government. So I just wanted to set you straight on that. And
0: I appreciate that. And you know, I think this could come maybe from a frustrated junior counselor or something. That's you know. And I said to him, "Hey, is there? What did you learn?" And he says, "Well, what I learned." And maybe that's just his shot at the establishment. I'm not sure. But again, he's uh, newly elected, and that's just his take. But and I can't really speak for him other than you know I spoke to him this week because he was on. The local radio station. Easy Talking to about. take
3: shots at people. Really oh, easy. Oh
0: yeah. Oh no. Selina Vulpatti is my guest. I'm Jim Fann, and we're going live from Sessions on the River. Rob Foster's up next. We're going to talk some local politics. Stereo Sunrise is taking us in and out of uh, co- what would normally be the commercial break. Where are you going? You're not going anywhere. Oh No, no I'm not done with you yet. Selena <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> Selina Volpatti I is our next no, no. 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 Got lots of time. Uh, so we talked about the One Niagara Wedge. Um, I see that coming in as the dual duty. I'm glad that you guys deferred. You were there for that meeting.
3: And I agree to defer. what's up with
0: Chair Haslin and Petrowski going at it? I wish I could uh. load that video, that Kojiko video. <gasps>
3: Well, yeah, it should be fun. And well,
0: Andy's <laughs> got the drop on him because Andy knows the process. He's challenging, he's calling for amendments and trying to get things reconsidered and the, and the chair's head spinning around like this. He's like, "Thank God for the clerk." The tool, and then well, Maeve stood up and corrected him once. I think Augustine yeah. stood up and point of order, point of order, chair. Um
3: <laughs> Thank God for the clerk, I always say.
0: Yeah. Well, the staff with the the institutional memory is very helpful especially Truly when it, it comes is. to process and Robert's rules of order because what do we know spend our time out there trying to get reelected
3: and, and know, I
0: say we I've never been elected to a damn thing in my life there you, you go God. Jim but
3: you may be some days so remember <laughs> all of these things yeah you heaven are.
0: forbid uh, the dual direct how'd you uh, did you vote for a deferral on that one?
3: I voted for deferral. I'll tell you my opinion of dual direct. Mm-hmm. I dual direct all the time. I go to every Niagara Falls City Council meeting, but I don't get paid extra for it. I don't expect it. It's part of my job as a regional councillor to be present in my own community to find out how the council is thinking.
5: That
0: makes sense, but is that a, a widely held belief for practice? I don't care. It's yeah. my
3: belief. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest can do what they want to do, but as far as I'm concerned, when I have to make a decision at regional council. I want to know how my own community is thinking about it, because you know what? They're the ones that elect me. Hmm. The rest of the region doesn't elect me. That doesn't mean to say that I vote on behalf of Niagara Falls all the time, or that I don't vote against my own council in Niagara Falls when the occasion arises, and I think I should. But I'm double duty all the time.
0: Your oath is to the region.
3: My oath is to the region my promise is to the electors of Niagara Falls. Right. So I have a, a double, it's dual duty.
0: So do you see how there could be more conflict with a duly elected councillor that represents both the city and the region? There's got to be some times when those two issues are at odds with each other. What do you vote for when, you're, when you take an oath as a, as a regional councillor to do what's best for the region and not the city? even though you're accountable to those people that elected you there, and then at city council, you're obviously elected to do what's right for, well, in that case, your ward, because we don't
3: Niagara Falls run, is my ward.
0: We're in wards municipally, and then so the dual duty goes back to a ward system. So then you start us and them in it again. So, so common
3: sense prevails.
0: <laughs> there is no common sense of politics.
3: Well, you know, I'm from Cape Breton. I have a lot of hold oh, oh, down stuff.
0: Homer. Didn't know that. <laughs> Can we get a double scotch to the stage right away, please? <laughs> uh. Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> what? So, no, what's the other stuff? The Not the swish. The What, what do you drink down home? Oh,
3: shriek. shriek. Shriek! That's it. That's the shriek. Yeah,
0: double shot on that.
3: Yeah. Anyway. I'm
0: Jim Fannin. Selena Volpatti is my guest. She's uh, elected by Niagara Falls to sit at the region uh, as her seat. Uh, we're talking some, about some regional issues. Rob Foster's up next. He's the deputy mayor for Lincoln and an elected councillor as well. So thank you for coming out today. Uh, we talked about the chair. We talked about the double direct a little bit. Um, do, do you see any benefit of the double direct?
3: Well, we've had twelve of them for forty-five years. Right. Um, I don't know how that's worked out. I'll let other people make their opinions mm-hmm. as to that because we've had a long experience with it. Is it necessary? Is it beneficial? People should have the right to vote on that. I think.
0: Right. Now talking about voting, we talked about the chair with Gary a little bit. He slipped my question because he wasn't pro- he wasn't present for that vote. Vote for uh, Henry D'Angelo being the CEO? No. What was your take on that? No,
3: no, got the wrong name. Carmen D'Angelo. Oh, Henry. We have a Henry D'Angelo. D'Angelo, who's D'Angelo, who's a regional councillor from yes, Welland. Thank you for Carmen that. D'Angelo. You have to get this Italian straightened out, uh, Jim. <laughs> They're
0: both Italian. Yeah, well, how did you fall on that debate? Ma, come va. I mean, Italian, I'm an Italian from I Cape Breton, uh, so you got I got that. some Italian, but even I can't say that on the web. Your take on that vote, how did that all
3: go down? we had a great committee, they went through a long process, cost us $45,000 approximately, to hire one of the best firms in Canada to do the search. It was Canada-wide. The committee made a unanimous recommendation to council that Carmen D'Angelo should be our CAO, and I wholeheartedly agreed.
0: Now, did you have the 45, page report that was circulated prior to that vote that said that he did a survey you for the You mean on the thing? Well, no, he did a, his firm did a survey for the Niagara Regional so Police. So what? Well, so what does that mean to uh, you? Because you're, you're not supposed to be allowed to profit from a board position.
3: Wait a minute. He wasn't on the the police board.
0: No, he wasn't.
3: No. But and they had so, been the sole sourcing that contract for that survey for five years. So they sole sourced it again. Why wouldn't they? Wow.
0: Well, I don't know. Because well, you see, you don't have probably. all the
3: information, do you, Jim?
0: Well, I've got enough information, and I don't think that you should be able to take a contract while you sit on a board that pays pretty much... I mean, it is a function of the region, right? What is a function of the region? The police, the police board. It's funded by the region. He's yes, got ties. Correct. He sits on a regional board. There's a he whole, doesn't... I
3: mean, sorry. The NPCA is not a regional board. It's a...
0: Funded by the region. You don't see any conflict well, there It's
3: levied by the region. It's not funded by the region. There's a whole difference hmm. between the Niagara Regional Police, right. Niagara Regional Housing, and the NPCA. The NPCA is more like the Niagara Parks Commission. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Except they tell us how much money they need. We levy it for them. We have no authority over the NPCA.
0: Got it. So even his arrival at the NPCA... I mean, wasn't that... Kind of questionable as well.
3: Was it? Oh, you tell me. Tell me all about well, it because I don't know.
0: Well, the way it all looks is that he was on the board of the NPCA. Took okay. a leave. Did he
3: represented Hamilton,
0: right? Took a leave from the board and then got the job as the CEO
3: because he was the best guy for the job. <laughs> but he's
0: wow. wow okay. Well, I, you don't see the conflict there.
3: Absolutely not. As long as the processes are followed, if we go about it in a business-like fashion, and that was the best man for the job, why wouldn't we hire the best man for the job? Well,
0: and I know that there certainly wasn't. He wasn't the only candidate, and you did you did hire a big HR firm from Toronto as well. To are do you the talking search.
3: as head of the NPCA or head of?
0: Well, for the region, I'm talking about. the, oh, for the region, HR team yeah. For now the, you're, Toronto. you're mixing me so, up. And you're and confusing some, me. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's not. Uh, one of my best features. Um,
4: <clears throat> okay, So Jim. I just...
0: It's, 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 it's great to have your take on that because we do have... We do form committees. We give them the power to do the, the work and they're supposed to come to us with the best candidate. And um, I just feel like sometimes there's kind of vote trading out there. I mean, we saw oh, it almost with the really airports. Really vote trading? Oh, yeah. I'll vote for your airport over here if you vote for my double direct over here. There's so much...
3: You know what? Bob Gale and I don't engage in much vote trading, actually. No? No, we don't. We vote the way we feel, the way we think it should be. And I'm not out there to trade around things... That way. I voted for Carmen D'Angelo because he's the best man for the job, according to the recommendations of that committee, spending $45,000. He was able to hit the ground running. He knows Niagara. He's been able to work with our 12 municipalities. It's no easy job to do the job he's going to do. And he had to be able to do that on the first day. And he has been swamped. He's been taking care of things very well, as far as I can see. He's been there five days.
0: Well, there you go. Yes, for sure. But I have it's,
3: great hope for him.
0: Well, we can't do anything else but hope for our regional and municipally elected officials. Selena Volpatti is my guest right now. Stereo Sunrise is taking us through the breaks here. We're going commercial free. It's all music and it's all talk radio today. I am Jim Fannin. Rob Foster will join us next. Well, maybe we'll form a little panel up here if Rob and Selena want to do something together uh, I don't know Stereo Sunrise is our musical guest I'm Jim Fannin we're live from Sessions on the River thanks to Chris Curry for producing he's the owner operator here and Stereo Sunrise you guys got a new album coming out? Best year, best year. next year Stereo Sunrise take us away bro
1: state of mind Bring you a change of face. There are those of you who believe to the other side Don't you think you might like to try No one's blaming the stars just hear it in my voice Put my words aside The conversation fails When talking years from now To tell us what to do We just come and go As we die blast actually just I mean, thoroughly enjoying the talk show too
0: patty thanks for coming in i'm jeff Ann and we're live from sessions on the river rob foster's going to come up next
3: thanks what for you, having me Jim? what's your
0: pet your pet issue, what do you get behind mostly? Uh, you talked about the bridge. You're on the housing committee. Uh, uh, mental well.
3: illness is my okay. my um, main interest. Okay. I was president of the Schizophrenia Society of Ontario I've for saw many that. years.
0: Okay, what's your connection?
3: My son has schizophrenia.
0: Wow, okay. How old is he?
3: He's 53. Wow. Wow. You yeah. don't look that old. He's older than I am. <laughs>
0: So your connection there, tell us a little bit about, you know, how that's impacted your life. And then Well,
3: very much. So he was diagnosed when he was 10, was an alcoholic by the time he was 11. Wow. Spent seven so years. So 10
0: years, hang on, sorry no. to interrupt, but 10 years, you probably had issues.
3: Issues all the time. And
0: so before he was even diagnosed, you're in, you just don't have any clue. Other than no. You've got well, issues. It,
3: it, we knew that he was hearing voices. We knew that there was something wrong. But I, and I, you know, was a school teacher. But I had really never thought of having insanity in my family. It is insanity that's a very serious form of mental illness, as mm-hmm. you know. And um, he was diagnosed when he was seventeen at Penetangwishing, which is, you know, a very tough place. In the seventies, I get eighties when he went for the first wow. time. He was seventeen. was born in 1964 so um yeah it was a rough go it's opened my eyes to a lot of problems in our world
0: right and so many of the root causes of mental illness are left unaddressed in my opinion I mean, we've got th- simple things, social programs, our health care system, you know, it looks, you know, the stigmatism around it. Well, most of all,
3: it. Jim, you know, it's medicine with people with schizophrenia. If they're off their meds, then right, life is very, very difficult. um. And closing the mental hospitals, the tertiary care hospitals like Hamilton, Penetang, Washington, Brockville, I could go on and on, was a real mistake because these people are turned out to the mercy of the world and many of them are very, very vulnerable. Fully 30% of persons with schizophrenia do not respond to any medication. So that means that they, have, they don't have any coping skills. Anyway, that's, I have a, a long history with this and um, my son is doing very well at this point. He lives in Hamilton. And I just have to tell you a short story. When he came out of hospital after being in for seven years, he said, Mom, I want to come back to Niagara Falls. And I said, You cannot come back to Niagara. And he said, Why? I said, Because there's nothing here for you. So he's lived in Hamilton, and he's made a good life for himself there. He has—he works for a company uh, called uh, Rainbow Corporation that employs only persons with mental illness Okay. and uh, he works outside he's the superintendent of his apartment building so he's done very well for himself.
0: So when you say there's nothing here for you what do you mean? Well Niagara the services
3: pastor? weren't here and now we have tertiary care beds here right? Right okay. We have two um, community treatment teams that will look after persons with schizophrenia. In my last term on regional council the Niagara Regional Police have put a professional uh, person.
0: That was an important move.
3: In the p- patrol cars, right? right? So that they recognize. Um, so they have
0: the resources to deal with the mental they illness. They have the skills to it.
3: deal with uh, mental illness. So, yeah, I, you know, elected chair is important and a lot of things are important. Oh, yeah. But the most important thing in my life has been to take care of my own family.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I think Joe Rogan said the other day um, this is what happens when food is plenty. In other words, men will look for problems because we don't have to go hunt to feed our family. It's easy. So we come up with double direct and bullshit yeah. like this. To, you know, to me, I think it's a little bit about ego and legacy. Like I changed the system. I came, I fought, I delivered on what I was said I was, yeah, it's not going to make my life any better. You know what makes my life better? A good quality of life, safe communities, a job with a future, and knowing that my, pla- my, my kids have a place that they can grow up and stay in. We're, I mean, we've got a long way to go to get to that. But.
3: Well, we, we do, and we also have a long way to go to make sure that nobody's sleeping under a bridge tonight. Mm. Amen. Right? I mean, these are serious problems. In agro-regional housing, we have over 11,000 people on our waiting list. Right. It takes 12 years to find a single Apartment in social housing for in Niagara Falls. That's unacceptable. So that's what I work on mainly.
0: Great segue. Speaking about bridges.
3: Bridge. Oh, here we go with the bridge. Well, what right? happened to our bridge?
0: How come Rankin didn't get the deal on that bridge? Not that oh, you were you responsible talk for to that. Tom, I
3: can't. I don't know anything uh, about.
0: He was lowest bidder, wasn't he?
3: No, he was not. He wasn't. Somebody it? here is listening. Okay. Second low. A second. Second
0: lowest, lowest by what, half a million bucks or something like that. Uh, 7 million This
3: guy should run Where are we're you We're going to bring Ari up
0: Ari from Stereo Sunrise He's no slouch Follows. I local can politics.
3: see that That's good
0: You know it was funny I a friend of mine owns a house on Hainer That's just across the bridge And uh, we're, They were doing some property management for him One day a couple of years ago Just before Easter And they stopped The boring At that time they were doing They were putting the, the supports the in The Yeah Yeah and I said, hey, what's, what's up? How come you guys stopped? Oh, we well, are stopped indefinitely. There's issues. Well, they, had structure, they thought they had some structural issues. So this is when I was at the station. So I got a scoop, right? This is, this is news. It's Tuesday before Easter. So I called the region, Trip, says, oh, we're shut down for Easter. We're shut down for Easter. It's Tuesday.
3: It's a holy day. <laughs>
0: turns out they had some structural issues so they had to go in and make sure and do whatever they sure. did and blah 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 but well, i knew it issues. didn't sound co- next thing the bridge is closed no one's going across the bridge still not a lot and then e trickles out trickles out trickles out well i had tom on the phone he wouldn't go on record and he said oh that's nothing wait till they have to deal with this this and this and this this because he
3: knew he knew
0: it's a bright guy
1: yeah
0: and so I mean, it went out legal. RFP was done all well above board. The best man for the job got it. I don't know, but we're double our budget now on that thing?
3: Yeah, we are, actually. It went from $50 million up to it's now $93.5 million, and I hope it gets no further than that. Uh, we've had a forensic that got it done. It's been received, and uh, nobody's seen it except our solicitor. And we'll just go from there and see what happened.
0: Wow. And... Yeah, I guess there's nothing more you can say of that, speaking of forensic audits.
3: Right. Forensic is always a difficult word. I only knew forensic from mental illness. Like, you know, this is a forensic institution. Now I know about it as far as it is concerned with audits. So I've been well-educated on forensic issues.
0: How about... With the money that the NPCA is spending, Do we need to audit their books and have a forensic audit they of what they're have, spending. Wait a minute, down there? we have
3: no right to audit their books. No, you weren't so, listening to me before, Jim. I got it. I said it. we have no jurisdiction. We can pass the buck from
0: the region to the municipalities to the back to the to the gov- to the provincial government. Somebody needs to stand up and say, "Okay, it's t- time to be accountable." Don't you?
4: Yeah, think? Yeah, but
3: wait a minute. The NPCA has audited statements. Deloitte aren't uh, KPMG audits their statements, as they audit the regional statements. Mm-hmm. We have no jurisdiction. The, the province can order if, uh, something forensic if they want to, but that's been tried. But they know the MPCA is doing a fantastic job. Now, as opposed to before Carmen D'Angelo became their CAO.
0: What was the problem then?
3: Well, the owners and I think probably Rob can speak to this because he's in Lincoln and he knows these stories. The private rights property rights of landowners were being abrogated. That's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, farmers, talk to um, Austin Kirkby in Nagan the Lake and ask her what she thinks of the MPCA. because, far, you know, if the farmer had a ditch, he was not able to do anything about it because the MPCA was controlling it. Carmen D'Angelo changed all that. It's a much more reasonable approach. Mm-hmm. And what we need in this life, Jim, believe it or not, is a really balanced approach to a lot of things.
0: Amen to that. I'm. Jim Amen. D'Angelo.
3: Selena Volpani is my guest.
0: Stereo Sunrise is uh, our sponsor, our local musical guest today. They're playing us in and out. We're going to come up with Rob Foster next. He is the deputy mayor for Lincoln, locally elected as a town councillor. And we're going to talk some more local issues with him. But before that, one more song from Stereo Sunrise. I'm Jim Fannin. We're going all night tonight. I don't know how late we're going. Chris has got a couple more bands coming up, though. Chris Curry is the owner-operator here. You can come down and watch these guys later. They're going to play a full set starting around 6 o'clock. And you can buy them a drink. Yes. I'm going to feed you guys some Chinese food in a minute from across the street. Yeah. Chris ordered it. Yay! I'm Jim Fannin. This is Stereo Sunrise tuning up. Tommy in the booth. <laughs> it's
1: called the needle crown. Get it. Wasn't it just faith departing? Chasing on good luck and time. Wasn't it just souls imparting that weakness is always blind? Needle cries. It always starts slowly when it's looking up. You're bumping the grind, and there's drink in your cup. You could clock it all like you're punching time. Open it loose, and paper for dimes. You shiver when you fold it up in corners of a smoky room. You're pinned down because you're struck by the moon. Your first attempt was with the northern star. You looked on up and there it was. Wasn't it just faith, deep chasing on good luck and time? And it just souls imparting The weakness is always blind As the needle cried You're looking for a place with a separate room He sat you down as he lit you a spoon Talking all about the ages of war You helped him out by taking more So he sold you on the phone Sold you your pain you sold him out, still he comes back again Your trap was set, your wisdom was wet An awful lot of people in the nation wept Wasn't it just souls departing Chasing on good luck and time Wasn't it just faith imparting That weakness is always blind as the needle cried Oh, cry cried for more was
0: stereo sunrise taking us in and out instead of commercial breaks we have musical
5: breaks rob foster thanks for hanging on man well thank you jim good to meet you so i uh i've been really fascinated with these uh, discussions with my esteemed colleagues at the region earlier i uh, um make you want to run for the region Oh Well, I, uh, no comment on that at the moment, but I, um, uh, we were discussing earlier, um, I'm a card-carrying liberal as well, but the big thing at our council, and, and I'm hoping at the regional level as well, is that it really doesn't come into play. Um, quite fascinating at our council, we had um, two of our councillors actively considering running as the um, uh, candidates in this last provincial election. Um, got me? Yeah. We had uh, two of them actively interested in becoming the candidates in the last provincial election, uh, one for conservative, one for liberal. Um, and so it, it makes for an interesting dynamic. Um, but all the decisions that are made at a council level is on the person's level. I mean, you have to work with everyone else in order to make things happen. And I think that's the best way to be with government, um, we have a, an interesting nineteen-year-old now <laughs> I was as our. We're riding
0: the most famous one in Ontario now.
5: As our <laughs> as our MPP, I'm I'm sure he's going to bring that depth of knowledge to uh, the the table in Toronto. To. To make our area better, there's some sarcasm there. I, I hope so. <laughs> Sarcastic um, quotes. You just get that. Out. I'm just waiting but, for the smile to break or something. But, Where's the? <laughs> Come on, Tommy. But I, <laughs> but I think you know. I to give him credit. He followed the process. He became um, he the nominee. The party president. He nom- He got himself nominated. Full credit to him. I. Um, By the um, way, but, Rick
0: Dexter's rumored to take the NPCA job. You know that? No, I'm just oh, kidding. Well. So, <laughs> so, he
5: said he can't pay him enough to listen to us bitch about him at that position. What what we'll I see? Yeah. What I personally believe, though, a year. yeah. <laughs> what, personally I think, um, um, the progressive conservative party had a safe seat in our area. I mean, Mister Hudak was there for a long time before. And my opinion, for what it's worth, is that you know they did a huge disservice to us by doing what they did um, going into the election. I mean, you know, the nomination process to me seemed a little bit weird um, as it was going on. The ranked balloting that they did. You know that's that's what they decided to do. Um, no, that's not in the constitution. Isn't that normal for every race? To I don't out? know. Yeah. I, um, I I'm I've been separated from the progressive conservatives at, at that type of thing for a long time. So, but I um, but the problem is is that we we have a young guy now coming in as our MPP. It's it's been difficult for us in our area to get things done with the province because of HUDAC being there. I mean, let's let's be perfectly frank. You know, there are things that happen when you have the leader of the opposition as your uh, as your um, MPP. So we'll see if this changes. I hope it does. Um, but anyway, um, well, <laughs> no, and that's a great point. And yeah. I think that a lot of our other
0: even federal officials sometimes are handcuffed by the fact that no, we got a minister sitting right over there. We can't have another one down here. Yeah. So I think that sometimes it, it works against you. It's yeah. interesting to hear you put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but was it Brown that was rumored, or is this report? I don't know. But I heard some. I heard somewhere that he said, "Well, see, that's what happens when you have open races." Like we call for open races, the fix is in. You know that was your guy. You got him appointed. You stacked the deck. You know you you rigged the rules, and then the guy that's supposed to win, for crying out loud, we're sitting here. We did a show that day, and 10.30 that night, the decision was made. But I was already talking to my guests here about how connected Rick is. How he's he's not he's not the stupidest guy out there. He's connected himself with good policy people, good people to give him good advice on the way up the ladder with the Harper government, and I think his heart's kind of over, you know, he grew up in the province under Mike Harris, and kind of his first love was there, and I see him as having designs on the Premier's office, and who it,
5: knows, it, but then it could his be. first
0: step goes right out from underneath him.
5: But I I'm not unhappy that Rick Dykstra isn't there either, so I am... Um, either way, um, it's a safe seat, so, I guess, but yeah, um, for 18
0: months, you've got the youngest MPP in
5: Ontario. In Ontario, well, yeah. And we're elected. Yeah, in, for Ontario, that's right. right. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the elected regional chair. I um, I, I listened to um, what, my again, my esteemed colleagues had to say about it. Um, the first person who brought forward the notion of doing that was a private members bill by Tim Hudak back uh, a few years ago. And that was soundly defeated, but I think it set the seeds for where the provincial government is now with, with what they're doing. Um, I gotta say, I, uh, I'm not real fussy about it. Um, and the reason's very simple. All of a sudden, like within political spheres, you have people voting for that position. The position of regional chair is powerful enough the way it is. Now if you have a a vote that's going along with it uh, of the electorate going in behind, suddenly that position becomes even more powerful within the thing. So suddenly we might end up with, like, cabinet positions almost, like if you want to go, like we're seeing in Toronto, the the executive level that goes into play. I really think that's a disservice in a um, a regional government situation, Um, and it's something that I know we try, you, you certainly... You certainly don't want to see that within the municipal sphere. So um, um, anyway, I, I think there's, there's a lot of things that we're going to learn as we go down the road with this, and some of it I think is, is going to be followed that we're not going to be too fussy about. So. Now you've got your own uh,
0: land use issues in, in your riding or or water, whatever you want to call it as well. What are you yeah. up against as far as land issues go? I mean, everyone's screaming there's no land. There's no land for the developers. There's no uh, development to increase the assessment base. Our yeah. taxes are all based on building new houses, upon de- developers coming in and and developing land that you know may or may not be one-time used agriculturally. Probably yeah. isn't the greatest for it now. All the stuff you know down alongside the highways and stuff like that. You can't grow grapes on that anymore. So at the same time, you know we respect the green belt, but we feel handcuffed by it. So what are you facing out in... Lincoln, as far as land use goes?
5: Well, first of all, Greenbelt doesn't necessarily mean great land. What it means is, is essentially keeping things in agriculture. Our municipality right from the start embraced Greenbelt when the province came through with it. And in fact, I think it's done us a lot of good because we have, um, we have spent time working with the province. You know, They're listening to us when it comes to fine-tuning. Our official plan now, we are um, uh, a centre of excellence for agriculture um, within Ontario. Um, officially approved through ROP um you know the the thing about um our municipality is we're on a spurt of growth right at the moment okay yes all of our um our our boundaries are fixed like most municipalities we're with revisiting that again though right well Isn't the, the province is looking at that again the green belts being revisited but i highly doubt you're going to see a, a weakening changes. i think you're probably going to see a strengthening within it as well so Um, At least that seems to be the modus operandi that's been going on with Greenbelt up till now. Um, My uh, former mayor, uh, regional councillor Bill Hodgson, said, um, um, you know, we we embrace um, uh, Greenbelt within our area. But we've had a variety of issues where industrial applications were trying to come in. And basically we're telling people, look. If you want us to be the green belt, you have to remember that there are things that we have to do within our municipality. And don't be doing things like, you know, offering up uh, big-time uh, composting facilities and stuff like that within our area. It, it doesn't match with what it is that we're trying to do as a municipality. You've already handcuffed us, so hmm. make sure the rules and regulations that are there for us um, are there to, to help us move forward, so...
0: Talk to me a little yeah. bit about the uh, significance of the Prudhomme's landing redevelopment.
5: Oh, that's a big time. That, that, that Italian is so firm huge come in? Another,
0: another form, firm?
5: It's been bought. Uh, the, the, there's Italian money that came in and purchased the property. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be doing the full development when it's all said and done. Um, there will be a variety of local um, developers that will likely uh, have bits and pieces within that, is, is my guess. Um, we had a secondary plan in place that was looking at that as a work-live uh, community um, with commercial pieces, and in fact, we took uh, Niagara on the Lake to and the, the region to the OMB back a few years ago because you know the new development that's gone on at Niagara on the Lake, the new um, uh, the one along the highway um, that has the I don't know all the, the super old, center, the super center right. that, that's going there, yeah. but yeah, the outlet, the outlet mall. mall. But the thing with that is that it was being built bigger than what was approved through the regional plan, and we took them to the OMB, and it was agreed that, yes, it it was not going to be built to the size that that they wanted to go and do, because we in Lincoln had a whole series of things around the PRODOMS development that we wanted to have uh, go forward. Now, when it's all said and done, I'm not sure what what this is going to look like. Um, I'm kind of thinking that... um, um, you know, it's going to be a nice set of residential that's going into it. We're still looking at a, at a good um, live work, but the most important thing for our municipality is is the waterfront. Um, we're looking right now at a three-kilometer stretch of, of waterfront, and if we put that in place, it's probably one of the most significant um, um, things for any community along Lake Ontario that's been put in place, so we're quite excited. It's... it's uh, I'm chair of the planning committee, the planning and economic development committee within our town as well, and and this just fits bang on with with what it is that we're trying to do. So, not to mention the assessment growth that you'll see a little lift for the revenues of the, you know, assessment growth is great, um, but you know, you're you're you want to talk about regional issues, right? So, you know, the town of Lincoln, um, the town of Pelham, the town of Grimsby, and the town of Niagara on the Lake frankly, pay the lion's share of what it is that's going on within the region. And what I mean by that is that our taxes on a per capita basis are higher than elsewhere within Niagara region, okay, to pay for Niagara region. So, and the problem with that is that, you know, and and some of us look back and say, well, why are we putting services in place like transit for, um, well, in Niagara Falls and St. Catharines? This simply doesn't make sense from our point of view. Why are you going and using regional funds towards those types of things? We don't get it, okay? Um, However, um, you know, the the whole concept of of tying in some sort of a a process, um, it makes sense, but you know, the, the reality, like even on policing and stuff like that, again, we pay more per capita than elsewhere within well, Niagara, Niagara region. Niagara complain quite a lot about um, for yeah, the and, services that they're getting and, from the NRP versus yeah, and, what they're paying, yeah. Well, I know, and, and, and our view, <laughs> and this should lead to an interesting discussion, is that, you know, it's, it's great that we have this massive police force for downtown Niagara Falls, but, you know, for the rest of us, um, you know, it would be kind of uh, nice if we saw a few more patrol cars when we're seeing things as well, so. Well, we could just... Hire the OPP to come in, right, Selena?
0: <laughs> come on, they can do it for a lot less than five hundred mil. So, come on! Um, oh, the guys yeah. at the NRP are turning off the station right
5: now. Oh my yeah. gosh, my the, niece's
0: um, mother worked for the
5: NRP. She's saying The other thing, though, I, I wanted to briefly say is um, um, I, I totally agree with with Selena on um, on conflict of interest and. And I don't think that was fair on on uh, with Carmen and, and the group there. I, but there's two conflicts of interest that we, we deal with um, as politicians. There's what's written down as, as true conflict of interest, and then there's the perceived, okay? Mm-hmm. And so in this particular case, you know, there are a lot of questions from a lot of people that are going on saying, what the heck are you guys doing down there at the region? Like it, in a lot of ways, you know, I, like I scratch my head with it as well. I mean, I, I, I I've had some overlap and experience with uh, uh, Mr. D'Angelo. Um, um, I don't like some of the things that went on at Niagara Region. And by the way, I have a big history with where, with uh, the Conservation Authority. My uh, my uncle through marriage um, was Gord Harry, who was the um, chair down there for a number of years, as well as the general manager um, at the Conservation Authority and boy some of the things that, that that they have done and where they have gone with the organization to me i, I just scratch my head i well was I, that before it was so political you,
0: i mean and also i want these guys to do what their name says they're supposed to do i want them to protect and conserve and yeah. they just now um chair what's his name yeah, well, Tim's, is, Tim's yeah. is saying that their mandate has changed, and now they're about development. And if they've got, if well, they've hired a lobbyist to go to Queens Park to get the PSW removed from this piece of land in Niagara Falls, so the Chinese can come in and pave it over, the last piece of old growth forest and PSW that we've got in Niagara, how? How can you? I just don't get how you can call yourself a conservation authority and then hire a lobbyist to go to Queens Park to remove the conservation label on a piece of land that's golden, not only to, Mm. you know, bats and eels and strange animals that don't live anywhere else in the world, but there's some traditional native ceremonial benefit from having this forest there i mean our natives i mean wow i
5: can't believe what you've done to the natives but this is some ceremonial land here yeah jim i i don't know enough about it to 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 offer opinion on it but i But there have been a lot of concerns raised mm. about switching properties that are within the conservation land jurisdiction out and switching other lands in. And, well, yeah, if you're and a so it's it, winery or something like that.
0: Well, it, a big business if you're going to bring some jobs, and it seems to be open. I don't know. Yeah, again, I,
5: You know, I uh, all of the open houses that went on in our town. Basically, people came in saying, "No, this is not a good idea." But. Um, um, you know, I'm just a humble local counselor. So, what, what do I, I, I get to say about it? Right. Host. <laughs>
0: Stereo Sunrise is our humble band playing some music for us today. Instead of commercials, we got rock stars in the house, and you guys can play a couple this time around because I got some Chinese food out there, and you guys got longer breaks than I do. So, we're going to go and have some Chinese. You want to play a couple, and then you guys can eat when we're done. We're going to come back up, have Selena Volpati and Mr. Foster up here together to talk a little bit more regional politics. Uh, Mike Britton did get back to me and said he was going to come down. Well, maybe he'll still make it. Sandy gives his regrets. Sandy, you blew it, man. You punked me. A loser. <laughs> did you just say you're a loser? <laughs> this is Stereo Sunrise. I'm Jim Fannin from Sessions on the River.
1: What's the matter with the coming days? Oh, they're not like you said, so you go insane I walked down three flights of stairs today Only too fine. That I got a message from the word on the street You know it's not like we've had much to eat No, Lord, but the message was received Only too fine gravity of my wobbly spine fight is gravity oh. another problem with the word on the street you know it's not like we've heard much this week oh lord but the message was received only to find is gravity oh. It's not like you held on, it's not like you held on, it's not like you held on to me. Thank you. (laughs) We're going wild. Keep the clothes
0: on. All right, take it off. We got one more. What are we doing?
1: That's what it is.
6: It's called Wait for it.
1: It's a corner view for you in the shade and disappointing. Keeping it down while you wait. Been there just calling the tide out to you. To pick up where you left off to. Set sail, you're like a current on a waiting storm. Cause you were strong, just like you were, like you were tall. It's pleasing to me, what can I say? If we remember those things and then we keep them within, they don't wait. It's like a waveform, waiting for a little time. It's like a waveform, waiting for a little time to unwind. You're like a current on a waiting storm You were strong and Just like you were, like you were tall It's like a waveform Waiting for a little time It's like a waveform Waiting for a little time Your walls don't close on me, and you're a little bit fancy free. I just came to talk. You were strong, just like you were like you were tall. It's like a waveform waiting for a little time. It's like a waveform.
0: Sunrise does not suck at all.
4: Thank you, here's a 20.
0: Hashtag Niagara Rocks, baby. That's what we do for the talent when they come on the show Niagara Rocks it. I'm Jim Fannin. Thanks, Chris Curry. So Where did we get the Chinese food from, Chris? You can't talk. We can't hear you, can you? Main restaurant? Yeah, is that the one? Tasty. I'm Jim Fann and we're live from Sessions on the River today. We're going all regional stuff, regional, municipal. The last show we had a mix of guests that so we were talking mainly about environmental issues and this time we did a little bit more of a focus on the regional government with some of the issues that we've seen come down the pipe just as recently as this week with the province delivering a Mandatory elected chair for regions like ours and what the impact of that might be in our areas. Selena patty and Rob Foster are with me still today. Mike Britton apparently is on his way. Sandy Annunziata, no props to you, you ditcher. So, guys, if you want to come on up, we'll talk a little bit more regional and municipal politics. The uh, chairs. O-H-U. Thanks again. Stereo Sunrise did a nice job. They're coming back at 6 o'clock and they're going to play a full set. Trip again. Yeah. Full set and tickets are 50 bucks at the door. Special discount tonight <laughs> for Stereo Sunrise. VIP access. That is group was
3: great. Jim. Isn't it great? Oh, and, and it's yeah, such
0: a really intimate venue to uh, get acquainted with uh, any type of band. and We've So fortunate to have, and many people don't know about it, but uh, Chris has done a nice job here, first class facility, recording studio. And so I get, I tell these guys, it's like a love affair with their albums. I put it in my car, it gets played over and over and over and over and over and over and over until I can't stand it anymore. And then it gets shelved for six months. And then I'm every time I see them, I'm saying to them, uh, can we get some new music? Like that five song EP, what's it called? Wait for it. it. Hey. (laughs) Um, just so fortunate to have such such great local talent and these guys do other things other than music as well so they also give them back to the community in other ways but this is a great way to feature them as well so i'm i'm very uh, grateful for their support as well so yeah stereo sunrise thank you very much selena volpatti mr foster now you're the deputy mayor out in lincoln and yeah. that was your connection here today although i did did you get an email from me as well so i put I it on the municipal councillors yeah. the regional councillors of which the mayors are so everyone should have gotten that but uh.
5: my uh, my mayor sandra Easton actually we talked about it and and i decided to come simply because she would have been here if um, um I but she's that. she's gone up north so okay. um but yes we we're so, very happy to be here now you guys have you met before we have mm, not no. no so
0: we talked <laughs> a little bit about well we talked about everything today we go all over the map and that's my show for you so uh, we talked a little bit about economic activity. Talked about the bridge, about homelessness. I mean, there's no silver bullet. I get that. Um, it seems like a few of us are looking for it, like this will change everything. I'm not sure that you know we need to have that discussion. It's a little bit pie in the sky. Um, so, Selena, maybe we come back to you a little bit about you know what you see regionally that we can do. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of um, the, the thing I hear so much is we're over governed. We need less politicians. I don't. I don't understand that argument from the standpoint that if I have a problem, I want as many people, I want access to as many people as I can. In other words, I want as many people representing my town or my ward or what have you that I can go and complain to. When the shit hits the fan, I want somebody to take a responsibility for it. So I seem to be more of a status quo guy right now. We have a region, it's been there for a long time. We've got 12 municipalities. They functioned together pretty good for a long period of time. Now we're talking about rejigging it all. And I get if the hey, hey, hey if the province comes and shoves amalgamation down our throat, and we saw it happen in Toronto. It, I'm not sure it made a better place for Toronto. I think it did live. not
3: make a better place for Toronto. No,
0: and yeah. uh, they didn't save any money. So um, no. I don't want to have that conversation for two terms for something that never will pass the triple majority. Now, I guess if I all the municipalities went to the province and said, hey, we want this, but we're certainly not doing that, we've yeah. seen how our teamwork as a region has moved the go file down the tracks, pardon the pun, um, because that go G-E thing was... GE
3: and Welland, I mean, that's a huge Oh, yes,
0: and now they're talking about you know Niagara Falls, Welland, and St. Catharines uh, Municipal Transit's coming together, but still... Brian Heights stands Thursday night at regional government and says, Well, hopefully we can get a Niagara Transit, and hopefully one well, Niagara is not far but behind that's that. Because like, and yeah. a Chair Caslin was on 610 this week saying, yeah. You know there is a call for a one Niagara. They're already selling this shit. I just can't That's believe it. Subtly That's because they're from
3: St. Catharines. Yeah. They want a one Niagara. It mm. benefits them. It doesn't benefit the rest of us. Doesn't benefit Lincoln. Certainly doesn't benefit Niagara Falls.
5: The, the thing, yeah, the thing that you have to look at is why the calls are coming out of St. Catharines for this type of stuff. Okay, and mainly from
0: politicians, it seems. And through politicians. The, I mean, like, the, no, the electors not
5: standing there and say, "We want one Niagara. We want dual duty." Thirty but, people come over for a, a dual duty meeting. Yeah, but the but the thing is, is that St. Catharines has neglected some of their infrastructure for years. Okay, like, like there's millions and millions of dollars worth of infrastructure have to be done to the underground of St. Catharines. The problem is, is that you know everybody has been going through these taxation regimes where they're basically saying we're keeping this to an absolute minimum, and we're going to avoid doing some of the work that that possibly should be done. Well, those roosters are coming home right at the moment, okay? And so they're looking at municipalities such as Lincoln. They're looking at municipalities such as like and we, Niagara on the Lake, like Niagara Falls, and Niagara Falls, and we we have a top-notch infrastructure. I mean. I've been on council for 16 years and I'll tell you so many years we were going through and we were replacing pipes and we were doing all of the work that was within our municipality and it's not sexy. Okay. No, we're not building fourplexes. We're not building things that are, that are going to be, um, you know, huge within the community from that point of view. And suffice it to say, we have, we have things well in control. Um, now let's take a look at St. Catharines. I mean, we'll have to let those councillors um, talk to that more, but there's some major deficits going on there. Why not make you whole use of the whole region? I mean, Welland is going through the same thing too. You know, like it, it's a city that needs a major overhaul within the infrastructure as well, so there we go.
3: And I see this uh, elected chair, as uh, this is a slippery slope yep. for me. Dual duty, the elected chair, Next thing, they want to say, let's amalgamate, let's get all the cities together. As far as I'm concerned, I know you have 125 politicians, sounds like a lot. In Niagara Falls, we uh, went down from 12 councillors to eight councillors, the world did not end on that day. We've continued, that's 20 years ago. Um, But um, I, I think we are working well together. I don't think the people of Niagara in general want to amalgamate into one huge region, uh, region. And 125 politicians, so put the elected regional chair, give us an amalgamated regional government, and then look at the price. Mm. And I bet it would be a lot more than it is than it is today. Right. As yet, I say, I'm, I'm dual duty. I have been for my career as a regional politician. I will continue to do that, because I think I should. Um, one thing we haven't really addressed today is jobs and prosperity because that's on our list of things That we have to do that's number one one of the things that we see we can do things better without amalgamating And I think Rob would agree with me I will Somebody agrees with me yeah. it's a good day um, We planning is an issue that is huge right, because right now we have 13 planning regimes across the region. This makes it very difficult for anybody who wants to do business here. I have um, a resident who called me and said, look, I'm an event counselor. I bring weddings and corporate conferences from all over the world to Niagara. But to do that, I have to know the regulations in each of 13 regimes. That is a full-time job, a month's job for a person, just to get that all together. There's no reason, there's no excuse for that kind of thing. Somehow we've got to work on the things that we can work on without talking about amalgamation. Uh, Economic development is another one. We have, I think, five or six economic development offices in the region.
0: Not every town has one. Not every town has
3: one. But... I think, that, I think they're together now, like they put GE in Welland. That came to Niagara Falls first. We didn't have serviceable land, enough serviced land for them. We said, go to Welland. They have their, the land for their hospital, which is what they gave them, right? So on that level, we can do a lot better, absolutely.
5: And I think, um, now to give credit on a regional basis, um, back There's no credit. Was, We're not a lot of group credit Yeah, right no. Today. When no. we went back that when I was serious. early, early in my career um, uh, at our council, I became a member of of the regional task force on on planning. And what we did at that point in time was we signed a memorandum of understanding between all of our municipalities to go and streamline some of the planning processes. That actually was really good. Like it, and it, what it does is, is the expectation when you're going municipality to municipality is you're going to get essentially the same uh, process, if you want to put it that way. Now, some are more difficult than others. I mean, it's, it's rumored that, that Lincoln is, is very difficult to deal with on a, on a planning level. I don't know. We don't see it, but, we, but you know, there, there's that type of stuff. But- Guess who's the worst? St. Catharines. Always Niagara Falls No, I had a businessman move from Niagara
0: Falls moved to St. (laughs) St. St. Catharines said it took him 10 times the time to get the approvals that he could have done this in Niagara Falls 10 times before he did it in St. Catharines I don't know he's just saying Jimmy you know what I've been in Niagara Falls my whole life I've opened many businesses the hardest part was coming down to St. Catharines
5: but part of part of where you're going to is is this whole view of, of government and um one of the things that worries me in Niagara region, who is the single largest employer? Well, is the Niagara single largest is Niagara region. Niagara region. <laughs> and if you sit back and look at any economic processes, policies, books, reviews, and stuff like that, you should not have your government as the single biggest employer that's going on within your area. Wow, yeah. So there's some foundational problems that are going on right off the bat with Niagara region. They can, they can ignore it if they want, but there's, there's substantial issues with that. Um, where am I going to with this? The, the The thing is, is that you know, there's, there's also, there's not an automatic link between all of our communities. I mean, I know Niagara Falls is an entity unto itself. I mean, like, like the tourism, the the development, things that are going it's on nice. there. You know, to me, it's it's an entity unto itself. I mean, I I've worked with many councillors from from Niagara Falls. We've always done really well together. But our end of the region, uh, Grimsby, um, Lincoln, West Lincoln, the focus is actually more Hamilton. I mean, like, you know, including the hospital, including um, where people work. I mean, like, the it's, it's a completely different focus. The Toronto uh, focus as well with it. So, you know, if we're moving down the road to rethinking what Niagara region is all about, Boy, there's going to have to be a real in-depth discussion about it because um, um, you know it doesn't necessarily make sense for us and uh, and Niagara Falls to be in the same boat now. Mind you, we have the same; we're in the same hydro system together now with uh, yeah um, Niagara uh, but, uh, Energy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's
3: it's tough. <laughs>
0: never easy, and there's never a single silver bullet. No, and you can't dictate
3: for, that from on high. That has to be yeah. worked out by municipalities in the region itself as far as I'm concerned. We had a great report um, I don't know, 15 years ago the region did a report consultation as to what would be the best uh, look for Niagara region as far as municipalities were concerned and they said three. The river cities Fort Erie, Niagara Falls, Niagara Lake is one city called Niagara Falls. Welland with Port Colburn and the surrounds there. St. Catharines and Thorold. But you know, when I talk to Jim, maybe we need four, maybe Grimsby, Lincoln, West Lincoln should be a city. Maybe we need a four-city model. I think we have to Grinsby's rationalize. Grimsby's
0: unique, too, as well. Yeah. Pardon? I think Grimsby's pretty unique inside of the region oh, absolutely. as well. I mean, we're all unique, but, uh, yeah. you know, my, my argument against that whole conversation is, like I said before, is, uh, you know, unless it's mandated, unless we can come to an agreement here and then go to the province and say, okay, pr- please, force this on us. But then uh, it's, you're never going to come up with that consensus, and it's never, I don't see how any reform, outside, you know, we talk term limits, we call, I mean, we saw what happened in Toronto, recall, I mean, there's, should we have a mechanism to recall, can that be abused? I don't know. It's called a hook. Yeah. Referenda. uh, There's a recall every four years, so. Yeah. So. Uh, And I get that. I I just don't know how any government reform at all, and I can't believe I'm a status quo guy on this, doesn't do anything but waste our time and then in the end doesn't make the, the politics any easier to do and doesn't make our quality of life any better, which is something that I wish the region would get on board with a little bit more. But I mean, we've had a hard time recruiting companies and families and people now we're seeing them naturally gravitate and immigrate to our area because of our low real estate values, which aren't so low anymore. Mm-hmm. But still, our quality of life is ten times what we get an hour around the lake. Uh, you know,
5: there's no lines. And that's, why that's why the last coming. time somebody honked a horn at you in Niagara? You go to Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's well, all. Oh, they honk
3: horns at me all the time.
5: <laughs> but I, but I think the big thing out of this, Jim, is you're going down the road, and you're and like I'm really glad that you're you're opening up these questions to to the local politicians. It's all going to come down to economics. I mean, you know, our municipality right now, we and, and, you know, ours isn't the greatest municipality. I mean, I think it is compared to the others, but, you know, we, we've we done a lot of really good one things. Of yeah, one, one of the best. Pure as the, the we've, snow. Lincoln. Yeah, we've, we've done a lot of really good things within our municipality, but we're finding that, you know, the staffing that has to go into place. I mean, you know, all of us in uh, these smaller communities all have high paid caos high paid planning directors high paid directors of infrastructure high paid community services people okay and the problem is is that it's a it's a model that's not going to be sustainable for very much longer i mean we're we're all paying out a ton of money so the question is what's the size that makes the most sense as we're going down the road um, lincoln we're a have municipality okay like our our we we have um, lots of good development, we have um, higher than normal um, uh, values of homes within our municipality, so the taxation base is there, but sooner or later, you know people are going to rebel and say enough is enough, like the taxation rates are high enough. so where do you go to then like there's and that 's when we have to start seriously talking across the region and and outside of that as to what the new models are going to look like.
3: That's right. You know, I often think uh, we're not alone in the world, and we forget that. One of our biggest advantages, I think, is having a U.S. border. I mean, that's huge for us. If you look in uh, upper state New York, western New York, uh, Niagara County, Erie County, talk about 12 municipalities. They have about 1,200 municipalities over there, and they have been held back in many ways, just because of their governance structure, and they refuse to, I mean, you have Chico Tano, I mean, it goes on yeah. and on and on. Yeah. So we're not that bad, thank goodness, but they're suffering. And we have been suffering, um, and we shouldn't be because of our geographical location, because of the quality of life that we can experience here, etc. But I think as the GTA gets bigger and bigger, and I'm not talking about the greater Thorold area. I'm talking about the greater Toronto area. <laughs> gets bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. We, we,
0: we all know that TO stands for Thorold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: okay, GTA, yeah. Thorold um, Ontario.
3: As it gets bigger and bigger, people are naturally going to be attracted right. down here. Why are they going to Barrie and Pickering instead? is beyond my comprehension Go well Go makes a difference but who sent Go out there hmm. you know Go didn't just arise from the earth somebody put it there and why would they have put it there that's politics and that's what I'm saying Jim you asked me before you know do I just trade votes around no I don't do that and I don't think Rob would do that Absolutely because not. you want the best for your municipality that's why I've been in politics for 25 years and that's why people keep voting for me I hope they don't do it because my name is there and they know my name. And that's the other thing we have to impress on people. When you vote, know who you're voting for.
0: Mm. And that's more difficult, I think, at the municipal level than it is anywhere because people just don't Why, get it's the exposure it. at the presidential level. Well, this just municipal,
3: me. right? No,
0: I mean, mm, I think at the municipal level, the electorate just is not exposed to the issues, exposed to the press conferences, exposed to the politicians as much as they see the provincial and the federal ones on TV, on the news all the time. They hear about the issues provincially and federal and, municip- and municipally. I think it's not so much. We well, don't have the coverage so not, much.
5: Well, it's not entirely true. I mean, the, we well, have the, the pro- a lower vo- the, voter turnout for municipal than we do anything. True, but the but the voter turnout that comes is an engaged voter turnout i mean like the like the reality is is that like i hear from a lot of people within my community all the time about issues i happen to know those are the people that are voting okay like they and they're looking for reasons to vote for me they're looking for reasons for me to take leadership positions and things they're looking to hear what i'm doing on council personally i do a blog personally i am facebook making sure that things are out there for people um, I tweet um, like everyone else does with things. The whole and and I have a lot of people that follow within my municipality to uh, to find out what's going on. Um, communication is is critical to make sure that people know and understand what's going on.
3: Right, so. I'd rather have a fifty percent voter turnout any day than a hundred percent and fifty percent don't know what they're doing. That's dangerous. Seriously, check, check
5: the U.S. <laughs> So anyway,
3: forty-four percent of the, their population did not turn out to vote.
0: Now, talking about the quality of voter, how about the quality of candidate? What do we do to get the quality of the elected official up? We've talked about how, well, we haven't talked today, but many people have talked about our compensation for elected officials. I mean, your job at the region, why they pay you twenty-eight thousand? I think it's thirty. Okay, that's not enough for what you no, guys do but, but to read the, all those reports, some of the 1,200-page reports coming through. But the
3: person through. who thinks they're going to, this is not a full-time job.
0: No, but no. do you think that you have a hard time recruiting good, better quality counselors because the compensation's not as good? Well,
3: in order to, to make a difference there, Jim, I think you have to make it full-time. You have to pay the $100,000 a year, and I'm not sure whether that gives you a better candidate or not. Seriously, I'm I'm not sure. We have people like Robin and a lot of our 125 representatives who are there for the good of their community. Yeah,
0: they're certainly not doing it for the eighteen thousand dollars the municipality. Please, gets no, no.
5: And you know the the bottom line on on uh, monies. It was funny. One of my nemesis in the community um, um, before the last election came to me and said, "You should." you should be paid a lot more. And I said, sure, I think I should be. So in one of the all-candidates meetings, he had the thing. So, Councillor Foster, are you going to vote in favor of increases? And I, my comment was, I'd love to be paid what they get paid in Toronto, but I'm not. I'm doing the exact same job on my 15000 a year, along with the other councillors that we have, as they do down there. And, in fact, they spend far more time messing around with politics than, than we ever would. So, anyway, I... I I don't think money is the object. We have a really good council in our town. I mean, um, very well educated. Um, um, all of them have been strong community based um, that are moving into. We have a mayor that um, that's, that's exceptional. She is she's come into the role, and our previous mayor was exceptional within it as well. We've been extremely lucky. So, um, doesn't, doesn't so.
0: that what it boils down to? A lot of the yep. times is luck.
5: <laughs> To some degree, like, and maybe yeah. maybe we just have an electorate that that knows and understands, um, you know, what it is good that they're looking pool for. So talent from as well, I guess. Yeah,
3: yeah good talent pool. But I, and I think you know everybody always knocks politicians, and I understand that, and I'm fair game for all of that. But in the final analysis, when they need something, they call me, and I get it done. Yeah. So same you know, here. I'm very proud of that.
0: Selina is my guest. We're sitting with Rob Foster as Well, he's the deputy mayor for Lincoln,
5: also obviously elected as counselor. By the way, I don't day. get any extra money for that, it's titler only. Deputy. so, so <laughs> oh, so. you get a lot of fringe benefits, I'm sure.
0: Stereo Sunrise is going to play us a couple more tunes, and then we're going to bring them guys up. We're going to make them the politicians. We're going to interview their asses, yeah, play us a couple more, I think, and then six o'clock. Uh, We've got a separate link for Stereo Sunrise. We're coming back and they're going to play a full set for us at 6 o'clock. So I'm Jim Fannin. We're live from Sessions on the River. And thanks to my guest, Stereo Sunrise is next.
1: Give me, I forgot to say While you were around But I digress on these moments And look to the ground Bodies of insects they fold up As they dry out Murder the madness and come by habitual doubts, habitual doubts, you know. My grandmother walked backwards down the stairs, she was patient with the minimum of care. Don't suppose there's other ways in there, she wandered over the years. Curious believers With irrational fears We wander our way to uncover What we know isn't clear This kind of living toward it It moves you around As it started to turn I believe that The quiet rebounds Quietly I rebound My grandmother walked backwards down the stairs She was patient with the minimum of care Don't suppose there's other ways in there She wandered over the years My grandmother walked backwards down the stairs She was patient with the minimum of care Don't suppose there's other ways in there She wandered over the years No
0: Sunrise. Guys, you can just take a seat right there. I'll bring you back in a minute. Stereo Sunrise has been our guest, musical guest, all day. They're playing commercial. They're playing commercials for us. This is our commercial break. It's rockin' freaking roll, baby. It's always cool having the drummer like locked in that room where he yeah. smashes the fuck out of those skins, you know. I'm Jim Fannin. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we're live-streaming. On live stream. We're streaming on live stream. Chris Curry is the owner operator here at Sessions on the River. Uh, thanks, Chris, for breaking out that Chinese food. It's awesome. So and uh, thanks to all my guests that we had in today. Rob Foster, very cool coming in. He is the deputy mayor of Lincoln and elected as a city councilor, town councilor there. Sandy Annunziata, gift on me. Mike Britton has a chance to redeem himself if he gets here before 6 o'clock. We're going live till 6 and then Stereo Sunrise is coming back. i going to play us a full set and then we got a full set of music tonight. We got a couple more bands coming on. Check out Sessions on the River for all that information. <clears throat> I'm Jim Fannum. Two years off the air. Decided to come back. So passionate about my community. You know, it's, it, you forget why you do this kind of thing. I'm a real estate guy. You know, that's what I do to put money on the table. I got this little gig on the radio for a little while there. I was a volunteer. Um, political talk show, basically. But then we had the local bands come in and play the music in and out of commercial, which we don't have to run commercials. One day, I hope we do. I have personal testimonies for commercials here on the Jim Fannett Show. But we had the bands play the bumper music in and out of the commercial breaks, and it really be, it occurred for me very... Early on in my days, and you know, my second radio show, that it was less and less about my shitty political takes and my my guests' shitty political takes, and everyone's takes are kind of shitty at some point. They're not always the greatest, and it got more of the to be about the music, and then so you know, and then I built a connection with a lot of those guys um, that came in to play, talked the music, music business, so. I'm glad to be back. We may be knocking on your door soon and saying, hey, you want to sponsor a gig like this? It's a show that talks about issues maybe that don't get picked up in the local media, in the newspaper, and the radio locally. I really feel like there's a gap and I'm hoping to fill that. So uh, thank you for your um, support. Thank you for the nice words out in the community. I'm, I'm blown away by how many people actually think I'm still on the radio two years after I'm not being on there. Um, so I must have some staying power or something like that. But uh, from a part-timer on the radio to coming in here with uh, Chris Curry, operating out of Sessions on the River, uh, just really honored to fill the gap finally, or hopefully at some point. So I'm Jim Phantom. we still uh, rock and roll in there? Can you turn my room temperature down? Okay, cool. Uh, stereo Sunrise. Now, Ari maybe you should come up and take the first seat uh you guys can all come up together i'm not sure how many we'll get in the shot or how many of you guys want to talk ari what the hell man you're politically motivated connected and educated and what's all this you know how many how many dollars lower that the rank and oh sorry higher <laughs> than the rank and bid was than this 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 group from quebec that got the
6: job now are yeah. you
0: working on the bridge?
6: Uh, not anymore. I was okay. actually. Um, right. So sure. introduced you. Fired yourself. him. Yeah. Sorry. Nice. No, right. We're uh,
0: <laughs> these are my boys. Stereo Sunrise. It's hung It's <laughs> hung Who is what? He doesn't what? drink. No, I feel I feel no. great. You guys smell like weed, though. are you <laughs> Italian? No, it's I'm my just my kidding. Phone, can't smell anything over here but the bar is open I'm having a rum and yeah. coke my first one of the day the bar is open, I have not been drinking much lately here. yeah I know nice. I feel like a wizard or something. yeah you're <laughs> a witch on that drum kit back there yeah, forget I the do. wizard I like that <laughs> thank, thank you all right tell me what, what, what's your take on the? You, yeah, yeah you're chirping from the
6: audience over there about the bridge man what's your connection well I work um, my day job is actually I'm a professional engineer work for a company. We do, uh, you know, bridges within the region. And uh, we were involved as a sub-consultant on the Burgoyne Bridge for the construction inspection.
0: Okay. Yeah. So now how many engineers do you know that play music in uh, St. Catharines? My boss
6: plays guitar as <laughs> well, yeah.
0: <laughs> so now are you, you pay attention to this kind of stuff or you just pay attention to the bridge construction because you're involved in it?
6: Yeah, I like... You know, I'm interested in what's going on in the community and especially bridges, so... Are you going to run for regional and municipal council no, at some no, point? No, no, yeah, no. you he's don't want to be that just guy? Just time. He's young. You
0: think he's that guy? <laughs> Justin, introduce yourself as well. I'm Justin. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Elite singer. Heartthrob. You guys are all heartthrobs. Uh, we're missing one guy, though. We are gonna having Piero eat. Uh, oh, he's probably going to get some Chinese
7: food. He disappeared. He does that.
0: Yeah. Bro, what's... uh? We got in studio tonight. You're yep. gonna play a full set. I'm yep. really excited I about can't that. Wait. I can't new, wait. New music. Uh the few yeah, a few new songs and okay. just some of the old ones and the now, the radio many, hits.
7: Oh wait, no. There's
6: five songs on Wait For It. That's an EP.
0: Yes. You got an album before
7: that
6: though, right? It was another EP. Uh it was a what was on that one? Four? Four songs, yeah. Four song EP. So that was like in 2014. This one was released this year and Okay. We're planning to start recording a, a full-length album Great. over the winter break.
0: Yeah. Awesome! Now, before I even got to know you guys or saw you, see, saw you play, I noticed that you're getting a whole lot of pub. I don't know if you're just playing a lot of gigs. You're certainly not, you know, X Prime exposure at this point. But I'm worried about guys that play that many shows in their hometown that <laughs> often. Uh, what, so, what are you doing to get your name out of there out there? Because it seems to be working. The stereo Sunrise seems to be popping up everywhere for me.
6: Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. You're just in the right place, I guess. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Say yes to every magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we like to play. Everything's uh, yeah. experience at this time, right? So.
0: Right. So you're not putting out anything that's been released before on this new album then?
6: Uh, we may revisit. In those wells? We may revisit a song or two, but it, it'll be mostly new material. Well, where, uh, where are you recording your stuff? Uh, we'll be recording, I think we'll be recording the drums with Siegfried Meyer at his place, Beach Road Studios. He's, yeah. I don't know, like the best, you know, the best guy. Like he's a, he's like a German guy, he's from Germany. Yeah. Came here, started his own studio. Built a barn. Built a barn. And, uh, and yeah. Where is
0: it? Uh, Godridge, Ontario. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Been going so, there for
1: the last two albums.
0: Nice. Yeah. Live gigs, anything coming up? we need to be aware
6: of? Horseshoe Taffern. the Yeah, January 12th. legendary yeah. venue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be playing with uh, Barbarossa and Eli and the Straw Man. So. Wow. Good those build.
0: guys are temples. Oh, bands. Barbarossa, so great bands. Eli. Great people. Now, Eli hasn't... Did they tour or not not too far what is with you guys in multiple bands too I mean X-Prime came in one time I remember they were talking about doing solo projects that will be the death of your band (laughs) you're not allowed to do solo projects (laughs) tell me you guys well you got a solo you got another gig I know that the drummer I do a whole bunch of stuff It does slow
1: things down for the main band but what are you
0: gonna do right I I know
4: Justin and I are starting something me um, Justin Justin and I are going to be starting something on the side uh, Ari
6: is uh, stripping now I think
4: male <laughs> model stripping
6: male modeling A few part time jobs you know your uh, other band
0: Oh, what are they uh, doing the advancing low lives. Advancing low lives, right? Bit of a different genre. Yeah, keeps everything. You got a little bit of a screamer at the front of the band, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's still, you still let him be in the band, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's quite the character, that guy. You guys played the uh, nomination party for the NMAs, I think. We you we did. It was Stereo Sunrise. See, now, that's why I can't keep the band straight.
7: Actually, it was the Low Lives, and they were expecting Stereo Sunrise, so (laughs)
0: that was funny. Ah, So Horseshoe Tavern, January 12th, opening up for who's the Barbarossa, and you guys are opening acts for...
6: I believe we're opening. I don't think the whole night has been set yet, so I don't know who is headlining, but we'll be opening, I believe. Now, talk to me about the dynamic of the live music these days.
0: The first show we do here, I got Theater Crisp, which should draw pretty good. Yeah. Like you guys draw pretty well. You you know if you're playing at Rombies, you're playing at Chili Pepper, or playing wherever you're playing, people will follow you to see you play. Yeah. Same with same with the Theater Crisp, yeah. and I put them up at 11 o'clock, and the place is near empty because everyone. It seems like the sweet spot is 8:30, 9:30 now. Yeah, if you get you're
4: people out. Hard to get people
0: out now. I don't want to leave the house after eight thirty ever. <laughs> Pure give up
4: your the mic there. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. It's just it's a different time now. It's hard okay. to get
0: people out. Um, there's Netflix. There's video games. There's it's just a different different world. Yeah, it, it is a different world. And you and I come from a world that's maybe a little bit different than these youngsters over here. But back in the day, World War One, my friend, my friends. <laughs> that were in bands used to go out to see other bands play all yeah. the time yeah. and that's the great thing about, I love about the NMAs the Niagara Music Awards is You actually see guys getting out to see other bands for the first and they're like hey we're gigging all the time we don't have time to go out and watch these bands so it's a good it's a good time for people to go out and see some bands but that's just not the thing anymore and it's not at all it doesn't matter who you know i mean unless you're of a blue rodeo or someone one of those you know those bands that had a big name back in the day and coming back to play a small venue i'm not sure but you know what do you think the secret is around getting people actually to come out these days that doesn't matter for cover although we do resent paying a cover eh so much in this town. The kids pay five bucks like that any day to get into the pepper with no trouble, but you get you mansion how's five bucks for a local band, you're like, I don't know, I'm not paying five bucks. What the hell? I come here all the time.
7: Well, the difference now is the internet, right? <laughs> 10 and 15 years ago, the internet wasn't nearly as good. You had kids that didn't know what to do going out, finding a show, right? Packing a place right. for a local band they'd never heard of. Now people sit on their t- couch playing video games and open YouTube. To whatever is convenient for them, and right? so that's the comfort, comfort of their house. You don't have to and it's killed.
0: Well,
1: how many people you got online right now? Uh,
7: <laughs> 4,000. <000. laughs> 1,000?
0: See? They're
2: all <laughs> stereo sunrise.
7: People want to sit on their couch and they don't want to go adventuring anymore. Yeah, I can
0: see that working. So, guys, thank you so much for coming out today. I know that uh, you guys got to get ready for your next gig at 6 o'clock here. Uh, we do have some Chinese food out there. And now uh, we've got another politician that's just strolled into the house. So right. we're going to bring him up. Uh, so you guys want to play us a tune on the way out? You got one in here? You you know, I can bring Mike Britton straight up if you oh, want.
4: All
0: right. Stereo Sunrise is going to play Thanks, one Jim. more. No problem. I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Don't uh, eat too much. I still got some more politicians going to feed. No, just one more. Mike Britton. Mike Britton's going to come up right after this song. He is an elected municipal councillor from St. Catharines. Thanks for making the trip, Mike. I know you're running a little bit late. We were miscommunicated on the actual times probably, but so Mike Britton, junior councillor from St. Catharines, will come up next and we'll talk a little bit about politics in St. Catharines right after a couple more. You want to play What are you playing? 1 2 just so I know you when to got come my back. Okay, one more. And then check out sunrise back here for a full set at 6 o'clock. I'm Jim Fannin. The world is here. Just now? Just, just now.
7: It's not a cover.
1: Talk about what's new. There's nobody left to care for your heart to open. We sold it all to you. Cause there's a way to rest and there's a way to try. So nothing we can do. It's a big mistake if it all gets erased. We sold all of you down. The river while we drown.
0: Thank you, man. You guys are
2: studs, all of you.
0: Musically and physically lighting. Lighting. and emotionally and mentally
2: and
0: spiritually are studs. I know you're all good church-going guys. You came from straight from church, right? Yeah. Just singing in the choir. I'm Jim Fann, and we're live from Sessions on the River. Thanks to Chris Curry, owner and operator here at Sessions on the River. He's running the board, <clears throat> hopefully making us sound pretty decent. Uh, Paul Brady is uh, uh, in addition to having a Golden Boys is also in charge of focusing some of these cameras here, there's one over here, there's one over here there's one up there there's, yeah, there's a lot of switching going on so he's been running some video switching back there which reminds me I gotta get out. I'm got to get i video director tomorrow at church i got to be at church for 7.30 tomorrow 7.15 so i got to get out of here in short order Mike Britton, thanks for coming out man, take a seat right here beside me and let's talk some St. Catherine's Politics. Mike Britton is our next guest. Thanks for coming in, Mike. I know you are running sure. a little bit late. We didn't really make a good communication around that. So yeah. pull that microphone straight up to you there, bro. Oh, no, um, thanks for making the effort. I really appreciate that, especially after you committed to saying yes, unlike Sandy and Nunziata, who just <laughs> stiffed. And then said, oh, sorry, next time I'll have exclusive. You know what? There's no fucking next time for you, Sandy, you piece of work. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, thanks for coming out. Um, Man, what a week yeah, for politics in Niagara. Get right up on that microphone. For sure. All right. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know where to start. First of all, wow, we get the po- province that pulls a fast one. Yeah. Unexpected. Uh, I heard the local media refer to it as we're blindsided. I don't know about that, but okay. Uh, maybe it sells some people. They like that word, blindsided. Yeah. <laughs> Coming down with a mandate that all chairs shall be elected. What's your take on elected chair? So,
7: yeah, that was a tough one. I remember before I was elected, I went in to talk to, uh, do you remember Keithio from the Chamber of Commerce? I do. Uh, back when he was actually policy director, I went in to talk to him about uh, dual representation. That was something that I actually made a part of my platform when I ran for council. Um, and we got talking about direct, uh, directly elected chair. And I said to him you know what I got mixed feelings on it I see some of the benefits I like direct democracy I like that um, uh, but I said what about bringing money into politics and I'll never forget Keith you'll look me in the eyes he put his hand on my shoulder and went Mike the money's already in politics like what do you who, who are you kidding right and uh, it was a fair point you know there is there is money in politics and so um, I was I was like okay so that that was kind of the big negative for me so I, I'm. I like to lean on the side of direct democracy. To so be honest, you mean
0: there's money in politics. So when you get elected, people put money in your bank account. Is that what you're talking about?
7: <laughs> not um, not directly. Uh, you know that kind of stuff yet. I can. So I guess say. your
0: concern is you're talking about. Well, for me, mm-hmm. there are some who have touted this direct democracy tool as electing a chair. In one hand, I have mm-hmm. that sales job, and then the other hand. They're screaming about how we're over-governed. Yeah. And how there's too many positions in Niagara. There's too many political positions. So yeah. in effect, this coming down from the province means that we have another election because chair yes. is not a separate election right now. It's chosen by the people of the elected council. They choose their leader and then somebody else comes up. So we don't have this mm. additional tier. So we're actually adding a pretty significant additional tier. And in our... We have a couple things very unique about Niagara. One, our smallest community is pretty small and compared to our largest community right. is rather large. So there's some discrepancies there and our region is pretty large. So f- for someone to run at large in the region mm. could be significant money. And we're, I mean, Gary talked about half a million dollars. I don't know if it's that much, but we see, you know, the mayor's limit at 80 that's yeah. only for one little town or city or depending on the, you know, and then if, so if we got an elected chair, we could be looking at a significant campaign mm-hmm. expense. We could be looking at only electing people from the big towns. Mm-hmm. We could also be looking at only electing influential, wealthy people, connected people or people that know how to raise money. I'm not sure any of which works really well in politics. We have it now. Yeah. The money's there. We have connected people. We have... I mean, that's how you get elected. And there's something to be said about knowing how to get elected. Mm. (laughs) I don't care how you got there. If you got elected, you did it once. That's the best man for the job. Because if you can't get yourself elected, then you can't be my counselor. So not that that we'd ever have to worry about that. So yeah, to me, it adds a whole whole different conversation to it.
7: So just to feed off a couple of your points, uh, you mentioned a few, was the cost. Um, The mayor... You said they spent about eighty thousand dollars. They, I think Walter went up to about ninety thousand. Well, I didn't spent he? zero. <laughs> Fair and enough. I did run for mayor, but uh, the uh, the uh, current mayor, I guess, spent uh, almost ninety thousand. I think, and so you know that's a substantial amount of money. Um, and, and you're right. So if this does become five hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is um, region wide or whatever the spending limit ends up being. That is five hundred thousand dollars that isn't being spent in the the local economy. That's five hundred thousand dollars that, um, if people are donating to a political cause, which they will, they're no longer donating to charitable causes. Um, mm-hmm. I actually uh, last year when I was fighting against the the increase in the um ta- in the budget in the tax increase last year, I spoke with uh, Alex DeGenis of Headley Honda, and he said every penny that I have to spend more on taxes. Is, um, pennies less that I can donate to charitable causes. And we all know Alex DeGenis is one of the biggest, um, you know, uh, donators and biggest, uh, uh, cheerleaders to many causes around Niagara. And so that's some, one thing that worries me is that if we're spending money more on, on politics, uh, look at the American government was a billion dollars on the Clinton campaign. That, like that's insane. That puts a lot of people. In so, houses and um, food. you know, that's, that's the one point that you mentioned. Um, it's also the idea of getting yourself elected. I agree with that. Um, for me, when I ran, uh, I was a nobody. I didn't have those connections. Like I wasn't really on the end. I spent around $5,000 for my election. Um, I bankrolled it myself. Uh, what I ended up doing is I put 5000 right in the bank. I knew it was going to spend about that um, of my own money. Um, and then I ended up doing a few fundraisers afterwards. I'll admit, it's all online. Uh, you can see the who donated to me and all that. But um, So I put my own money in first, and then I just knocked on doors. Um, I knocked on every door in my ward, I think two or three times um, it was It was hard work, but uh, that's that 's how I went from essentially nobody knowing me to to getting the being the top vote getter in my ward of eight uh, participants and so you can't do that through the whole region there's no way you know uh, if you 've ever seen what Niagara West looks like, just the recent election out there it 's huge. It takes you an hour you know to drive from the south side to the north side. Um, with the, the nomination, uh, over there, you were asking some people in case or center to drive 40 minutes to, to go vote for someone that they didn't know. And that's why we saw such a low voter turnout. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the other thing that hard work. I don't know if it would pay off as much in a directly elected regional chair vote. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a lot of money. How many billboards can you get around the region or something like that? I don't know.
0: <laughs> and we talked about, uh, the double direct, um, I think Rogan put it nicely just in (laughs) his last podcast. I'm really fond of this guy's podcast. I I only looked at it because I wanted to see, you know, if you're doing it, how you do it right. Mm -hmm. He said, this is a function of food being plentiful. We get nothing else to worry about. Mm -hmm. And so we bring Double Direct and we bring in One Niagara and we're bringing all these issues. While people are in the streets and suffering massive job losses and, and talent, leaving our area our youth leaving our hey i'm the first one to get on niagara's jock and say this is one of the best places in the world to live we have one of the best qualities of life we have a nice clean environment i know we're still in ontario the air stinks but <laughs> we've got a quality of life that's unsurpassed i mean i haven't been everywhere uh, but you know You know, my last guest came up. I said, When's the last time somebody honked your horn? Honked their horn at you in Niagara. When somebody honks their horn, you're like, This is not Toronto. Right. This is not New York City. We have a quality of life that's unsurpassed. In every campaign I've run in in the last 10 years, I've talked about the undervalued real estate. Now it's not so undervalued. We're Mm -hmm. seeing our, our values come up because we understand that a one hour radius from Toronto, again, Property values are great. Quality of life is mm-hmm. not like Toronto. We don't have the waiting in the lines and the short tempers and the traffic jams. And so, well, right. somebody needs to get on the regional traffic engineer because of a city this size. At four o'clock on Thursday afternoon, I should be able to drive clear straight through to the QEW, not be backed up from downtown to the QEW on Ontario and Lake. And yeah. come on, man, we can move cars around better in this region. That's the next thing I'll get <laughs> on my soapbox about. <laughs> Uh, but Mike, tell me a little bit about Double Direct. What's your What's your take so, on that? Is this Is this Do you feel like the same way I do? Like this is Hey, it's got to It's got to pass a triple majority. Mm-hmm. These things are very difficult to sell to the smaller communities, and that's my argument a about having a governance talk about one Niagara, one Niagara are small communities that never pass a triple majority. So don't bring that shit over here because we'll waste two terms talking about it while our people go hungry and homeless on the street. Not a great portion of them, but we have Mm -hmm. some serious issues that aren't getting attention while we fritter with double direct. That's my take. What's your take? So I'm going to take
7: a bit of a different take on this one. We do, I think disagree a bit on this, that um, I agree that one Niagara would be very tough to, to get through. And, and you're right. That is triple majority unlikely. Um, dual direct, I think is more likely, um, because it's more focused just on St. Catharines. And so the other communities are more likely, I can't speak for them, but to say, well, it's not affecting us. So, so go for it. Um, that's, that's from what I've heard from talking from some of the other mayors from the, from the 12 municipalities. Uh, I am in favor of dual direct. As I mentioned, I did run on it. I thought that was a useful issue. Um, But I will clarify, a lot of people, and I think yourself said this as well, is that people don't care about governance. Mm. They don't care. It's a a non-issue. And I will tell you 100%, when I knocked on doors, nobody came up to me. I will admit that. Nobody came up to me and went, I want to talk to you about Double Direct. This is my favorite topic, and I want to talk to you. (laughs) I agree. So that is true. Thank
0: you for your honesty and frankness.
7: But, and here's where I'll caveat it, (laughs) I went to them. And I said, this is something that I think would be useful. This is um, dual representation. I would explain it to them. Very Obviously, you've got to get your stump speech down to 15 seconds. But, you know, I said, this is what it is. Uh, it's less politicians, which, which is what people like. Um, I talk about some of the other benefits that you hear, uh, communication, efficiency, all that jazz. In my ward in particular, I talk about how Welland Avenue um, was ripped up once by the city, again by the region, again by the city. You know, it was just a disaster. And so I said, those things are less likely uh, to happen if there were dual representation. And because you'd have the people on the same public works committee at the region as at the city and, and things of that nature. And so that would save tax dollars. So it's not just the salaries you're saving, it's, it's the efficiencies that you're saving. And, and once I explain it to you, I will also say that 100% of the people that would let me explain it to them were in favor of it. So you're right, people weren't knocking down my door to talk to me about it. But once I explained it to them, they were in favor of it. So that's, that's how I'll caveat, I guess, that. That No, it's not the most important issue. It's not, your, it's not um, people uh, starving in the streets. Um, but I would also say that there's not one issue on every agenda at council. It's not that we only need to talk about one thing. You're right that this is getting probably more pressed than it should with all these deferrals recently. <laughs> and I, uh, uh, well, isn't it is an indication yeah. of the lack of political will? Yeah. I mean,
0: um, we keep talking and this is not something that the people want and the chamber of commerce keeps coming and making presentations and well we saw what happened at the region to <laughs> mishka balsam wasn't cool but george dart has been there too yeah. um, really not impressed with the way mayor Senza came out in response to george darts very innocent passionate yeah respectful request for honest debate on this and then Mersenza comes on inside of 10 minutes and calls him ignorant or confused 10, 12 times. And they're, they're, Come on, man. You can't yeah. treat a man like George Dart, honest, well, I don't know how honest, a good guy, businessman, yeah. a very loyal, uh, volunteer, a a good politically community supporter. engaged, yeah. um, connected. And here he's standing for something he believes in. And you get the mayor treating him like a like an adolescent yeah. Telling them he's ignorant and confused. He's not. He's more plugged in. He knows more about dual direct than almost anyone. Mm-hmm. But he wants the, the municipality to be to be engaged at a level that he hasn't seen yet. Yeah. And I just think it's it's disrespectful for Mayor sensic to come out and hey, yeah. I give Walter props where props are due. Number one, you nailed pearl gloves. You look like a <laughs> professional boxer. I'll yeah. give you that. I even liked the way he tried to sneak through the dual direct, the double direct with Matt Harris, taking away from Kelly Edgar his democratically somewhat elected position to Mm. fill Chair Castlin's role because I just said, okay, yeah, we've done this before. Right. Anytime you see a guy with that political inexperience show that savvy, Mm -hmm. in other words, you know what, province, just give us a waiver on this. Let us try it out. I'm like, that's genius.
7: It's beautiful. I don't know if it would be savvy because it wasn't successful, but go on. (laughs) Well, it was
0: a good attempt. Yeah. The only reason, and, and I'm not a dual direct guy. Yeah. I don't want that to, well, I haven't had anyone, and I will say, a good salesman can sell the positives of everything, but I can make a list of negatives sure. you know I could go to the door and convince those same people that dual direct isn't going to change their lives right. or make the government more efficient and you may have a take uh, an unproven take and I might have some unproven takes that mm-hmm. support both sides but when when mayor Senzik brought that dual direct as it just give us a, a waiver let' us try it out. I thought it was genius from the standpoint that one, I don't see how it makes my life better or governance any better, but I love when you can take some sovereignty back from The mother corp, the province (laughs) that keeps downloading shit on us and keeps telling us what to do and how to elect our politicians and how much money to spend and where we can sit and what the conflict of, I mean, the Mm. municipal act is in dire need of an overhaul. One hundred percent. And they're looking at that, and I get it, but you know, don't surprise me with directly elected chairs. How about recall? How about um, um, term limits? Hey, yeah. we've got guys at, at city council, you know, they've been there three decades
7: Yeah, I, and I, I I'm like not it, sure
0: that that's a whole bad thing. Yeah. You know, but I'd like, I'd like to bring Obama back for another term. And I think mm. a lot of people in the states would. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I see the benefits, and I see you know how term limits can hurt you too. Because every time you have a new mm. cycle of newbies come into the system, they have to get up to speed. They right. don't know the portfolio of the cabinet positions that they're going to be uh, installed into, so they have to learn all over. And we have some institutional memory of some people that have been there a long time. That's gone. Right. So, you know, I'm not there's pros and cons to both of it. Well, I will give Walter some props for just let's try and take back some of our power from the province. And I don't think they're they're so willing to do that for us, but any chance we get to take it back, then I think that's an opportunity we, sh- we should get on.
7: But Yeah. Well, just let's... on your note of term limits, you're right. I think that far more people have been pushing for term limits than directly elected regional chairs. So for the province to come down and hit one and not the other, you're you're 100% right. And on recall that. Yeah.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of people in the region that like to recall their vote right yeah. now
7: from, I don't know,
0: one, two, three, ten guys. I don't know. Um,
7: the other point you mentioned about term limits, uh, so I'm the youngest councillor in St. Catharines, um, and I sit beside Councillor Kushner, who's been there for, he's been on council longer than I've been alive, which is just kind of a fun fact I like to, <laughs> to point out to him every once in a while in Uh I think he's reached 40 years, I'm pretty sure. He might be you the long Poppy? <laughs> yeah, he might be the longest in, uh, in on Ontario knee. or Canada even. Wow. So he's been a long time. Um, now, that's to say he's got a wealth of experience Dr. as no. well. Dr. Nell. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Um, and great guy.
0: He's got yeah. a long institutional memory. Yeah. And he can say, hey, I remember in the 1940s when this thing came through and we said <laughs> no to it then and we're going to say do it, no to it now. Yeah. But how desirable is new blood? Mm-hmm over that institutional memory I don't know what do you think
7: yeah uh, well I think there definitely is a, a usefulness for new blood so the term limits is something I haven't had to have a decide on um, we haven't been asked yet I haven't you know dug into it I think there's a lot of benefits if I had to pick a decision right now I'd probably be on the side of term limits but um, but yeah, I don't know. That, that's a tough one because the, hey, the point I'm the of new blood. Counselor that says I don't know. There's the, nothing wrong with it. The, the point of the point of new blood. We can look at the Niagara West election. Nineteen-year-old um, uh, uh, Samuel Usterhoff was just elected as MPP for there. So that's new blood. Um, is that going to be useful? New blood. I don't know. We will we'll see. So there's pros and cons to both. <laughs> Yeah, well, it certainly takes something to knock <laughs> off the president of the PC
0: Association. Wow, nineteen years old. Yeah, uh, Sam has got his work cut out for him. He's going to be on a steep lear- learning curve. And mm-hmm. uh, I met him. Um, I was at one of the, at the only debate, okay, where the Chamber of Commerce uh, had uh, a debate. Apparently, only invited certain amount of candidates. And I had a friend of mine that was running and said. Uh, If you don't invite the rest of the candidates, we'll see you in court tomorrow. So they invited all the candidates. That's not the same way it went with all the media organizations. Uh, They had uh, three or four people come on to the show and and talk about politics. But um, he answered all the questions right, man. He's no idiot, 19 years old. And I know he comes from a religious background, and everyone wants to harp on his, you know, we're not revisiting the abortion debate. You know, Mm. so I don't know why people keep asking about right to life or whatever. Mm. I mean, and this goes back to the Petrovsky conversation. I don't need to get into it, but he did stuff today. He said he was going to come on, and then twice he said no, he wasn't going to come on.
7: But uh, to that point, though, um, I missed the debate. Unfortunately, (coughs) I I actually was at City Council that night. I was I was planning on coming, but I got to go to council. Um, Mm -hmm. But no, I heard he did. He held his own, that he did did very well. Um, well, the guy that so. won the
0: debate was the guy from the None of the Above party, but he's got no... He's, <laughs> you can't even touch him for knowledge. And um, So it's kind of like you and the it, mayor debates, right? Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because um, Greg uh, Vesna ran from the None of the Above party. Sam came up to him after the debate and says, I don't know why they're all coming up to me and talking to me. You're the one that had all the answers on the di-. Yeah, because he did have all the answers. So... Um, you know there is a, you know there's something to be said about fresh blood uh, he's only there for 18 months and he, until he gets uh, reelected again if that's what happens uh, you know Rick Dystra obviously underestimated huh. the power of uh, the church and social conservatives and the backlash against Brown um, I don't think anyone saw that coming but especially mm-hmm. Rick and it's funny because you weren't here for this but that night was my first show, oh, really? parent session that's in the river. And Greg was sitting in that chair when I told him, hey, this kid's connected, Dykstra. He did a great job inside of Harper's government. I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm a fan of Rick personally, but not a fan of his politics. We've debated sure. how many times on the same stage together. <clears throat> Our differences are well known. But he's put himself in the right place. He's obviously had good advisors around him. And you know you don't go anywhere without p- Look at Justin Trudeau for crying yeah. out loud. The guy can't hold a conversation. Obviously, he's got smart <laughs> people around him. He gets himself elected. He's so getting better. He's getting better. He, he, Less but get him off street. <laughs> get him off script. And he's a dum dumb. He's, yeah. boom, 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 boom. he's just boom-boom-boom-boom. He's a bimbo. Uh, no offense to bimbos. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, anyways, I'm rambling now. Uh, Mike Britton is my guest. core to six already. Stereo Sunrise is coming up at six o'clock. We're going to jam out and have some more fun. Um, Mike, we talked about a lot of things. We did. What do you want to talk about? Come up hard on that, Mike.
7: Yeah. Oh man. Just um, so just some things, uh, just some things coming up in the community tonight. Actually, after this, I'm going to a fundraiser. Um, It's a story. I don't know if you heard about a a young boy Ryan. Um, He uh, got a spider bite. And it got so affected that he lost um, his arms. Really, unfortunately, and where? and um, here in here in Niagara, I, I don't know where the the whole story. I'm just I heard about it bits and pieces from secondhand. But they have a fundraiser tonight at the Armenian uh, Community Center, so I'm heading there after this. Martindale Road, um, yeah, Martindale Road. Open to the public. It is open to the public, and um, so I'm going to stop in there for a bit. And then I'm watching a Leafs game with my friends. That's not no, You're not invited to that. I'm sorry about that one. That one isn't open to the public, everybody. But uh, I am not a Leafs so fan that's a <laughs> Flyer fan, baby. Philly all the way. But, NFL uh,
0: before NHL.
7: Uh, t- tomorrow, uh, tomorrow that we have... Well, you mentioned church. You're doing the sound stuff. I'm on parking committee. I'm, so I'm, I'm on, on parking video crew. director. I'm, I'm video way, up director. There, way up there. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. so, I don't do the parking lot stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm on parking crew. I'm going to... I'm gonna freeze a little bit. But Rock then. and roll, pretty church, man. Like I never yeah. was a religious yeah. guy.
0: I grew up Catholic. There's no yeah. religion in Catholicism, but I, <laughs> I swear I walked into that church. I'm like, dude, they got padded seats. I don't <laughs> have to put my finger in the bowl and put splash dirty water yeah. on my face and the. Creatures and uh, uh. I call him Bill. He's like Tony Robbins. Yeah, Bill, and he Bill brings is, it back to scripture very softly. My dad used to call those guys like Bible thumpers. They beat you over the head and they're heart, yeah. heartless
7: recruiters and blah blah blah. Yeah, they changed a lot. Well, Rock it's interesting. Um, like it, Central Community Church is actually under the Pentecostal, you know, really like hardcore evangelical uh, <laughs> denomination, right? Yeah. And uh, that is not at all what it is. Now, I actually, um, interestingly, I was baptized at. Uh, Saint Paul Street, Silver Spire before it was Silver Spire, and but I came to Central Gospel when I was about four or five. I Central went to community, school. it's not Cent- gospel well, anymore. Central community. I used to
0: run from the yes. Central Gospel. But I,
7: I came from I went to Central Gospel when I was four or five. I went to um, Sunday school there. Um, okay. I had people like Captain Bob as my Sunday school teacher and I things don't know like who that. that. Is, thank God. And uh, it was it was filthy. great. Um, and I got away from the church a bit in university. But then I came back and uh, and I well I've, everyone I've goes joined. crazy in the university years. <laughs> but I came back. Well, I went to Western, so I was not in the city. Right? Ghost, um, but I came back. I shouldn't say that too loudly in Niagara, but. Um, I came back and I, I came to the church and I got involved, as I said, I'm uh, ushering, I, I do a uh, parking committee, I love that. Uh, well, you so. got to be involved at the church if you want to be reelected. <laughs> everyone knows that. Uh, no, I just, I really like, I've started going to young adults as well, um, it's, a, it's really amazing. You are a an amazing, young adult, eh? Uh, I know, I right? can't pass for that anymore. <laughs> you won't take it, I don't pass for 17.
0: <laughs> I'm Jim Fann and this is Mike Britton. Thanks for coming in, brother. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Uh, I was giving you a shit... Oh, Giving you hell on uh, Facebook earlier, I'm like, dude, what? Are you, oh yeah, there's no CRTC out here, and no Bell Media to tell me you can't talk about Marineland. can't talk about those beautiful whales that are slammed in jail and dying, and they're no. Anyways, uh, hey, Marineland, send me a cease and desist. I'll get on your list. Just don't sue me for 1.5 million like you do, with Mike Garrett. Uh, Mike, I really appreciate your time. Hey, what are you guys going to do? You're sitting here all night. Head up your ass, you are you going to play some tunes? Stereo Sunrise. Okay, we're going to take a short break. We have a separate link, and we're cutting out a little bit early. you get got 10 minutes if you want to you wanna campaign a little bit more, you stump <laughs> speech or do anything. Sessions on the River is our location. Uh, we're going to take a short break and come back with a live show, a one-hour live show of straight, no interruptions, no talk show, no bullshit from Jimmy Fannin um, until after. We'll get them up here. We'll have a short conversation with them again. And then, uh, Chris, who's coming up next here tonight? I I should know this already. I should not be so remiss on promoting. Laura Palumbo. Laura Palumbo. Oh, yes. Hi, Laura. (laughs) I can see you. She's my new Facebook friend. Oh, she's hot, too. November 19th, Laura Palumbo's coming up in two hours and 37 minutes right after Serial Sunrise, which starts in seven minutes and 52 seconds. You guys better pick up there. And then, after Laura, Rose Cora Perry, The Untold Truth. This looks really cool. Way to go. Uh, Chris Curry is uh, the program director here at Sessions on the River. Owner-operator. I am Jim Fannin. I'm just coming in as a host. And at this point in time, I think we'll say goodbye for now. Mike, thanks for your time again. Appreciate it. it. I'm Jim Fannin. Get your ass down to Sessions on the River and catch Stereo Sunrise live. And then Laura Palumbo at oh, well two hours and thirty-seven seconds, two hours thirty-seven minutes. And then what are the times? Eight thirty? I don't know. Just get down to Sessions on the River. I'm Jim Fannin. I'm out.